Hey, hey you, what are you doing over there? Staring at your wall? It looks like it could use something. I bet I know what it could use. A pet portrait by CQ Works, which is me. All right, guys, I've got an official Facebook page for my pet portraits. You can go check that out. It is Pet Portraits by CQ Works. You go in there. You can also go to my website, calebchoir.com. Order yourself a pet portrait, not just for you, but for your loved ones. Who doesn't love looking at your favorite dog, your favorite cat, your favorite chameleon, octopus, fish, octopus? What? <laughs> Either way it goes. Hit me up on Facebook. I would love to paint for you. And if you're interested in other decorations and stickers, my website has that as well. CalebQuire.com Oh, hey, are you looking to lose weight? You want to improve your health? You want to fit into those jeans from high school that you haven't fit into for the last 20 years? Well, head on over to the Kiddo Dojo on Facebook. Yes, I said on Facebook. It's still around. It's still a place. This is a place where people help each other uh, achieve their goals. Uh, they put up amazing recipes. That's the Keto Dojo on Facebook. Yes, on Facebook. Is it on Facebook, Brian? Yes, Facebook is still around. <coughs> Sorry. I'm trying to do an ad over here. <coughs> so if you listen to some of our past episodes, you may have recognized or listened or heard, listened, heard, that uh, the mic keeps going back and forth. But I mentioned that I was in a gang. And with that, I mentioned that I was going to write a book about that gang. And with that, I mentioned that I had already previously written a book. Well, you can find that book at lulu.com. Hold on. <laughs> lulu.com slash spotlight splash splash slash Dale's Inc. The name of the book, it's all fun and games and tell. You can get that in hardback. You can get that as an ebook. Also, my youngest son wrote a book called Tree Town. You can find on that same link. And that is also in an ebook format. So that's lulu.com slash spotlight slash Dale's Inc. Go to it now. Welcome to Craft Conversations, where we craft a conversation and we talk a little bit about craft beer. We are your host, Brian Dales. I'm Caleb Choir. And we also have Leia here tonight. You're not going to say anything? She's there. Whatever. Leia is here. On this episode, we had Zoe Zika... Go. No. Joey Sikanoffy. Sikanoffy. You said Zoe. I said Zoe? Yeah. Well. It's Joey Sikanoffy. Joey. He's a co-owner and brewer at Frothy Beer Brewing Company. We had great conversations, and he brought us some tasty beers. We talked about video games, Zombie Bob not really being Bob, wrestling, and dental dams. Enjoy this episode. My last name is Choir. Choir, yeah. So I got queer, choiry, queery so much of my life. 
ridiculous. Oh yeah, sorry about the chairs. No, you're perfect. That's fine. I was just getting comfy. Yeah, I was just talking to my mom and dad about that earlier. When I was over there at the house, I got to find some chairs. Well, we just need to go hunting one day. Yeah. Or steal that 70s chair you have downstairs. I don't know if you spied it, but there's a yellow comfy. Mm, yeah, I'll look for it on my way back down. Yeah. That would be a good guest chair. It's good, but I think it would be too high uh, for the table. Okay, you raise the table. I think you'd bump your knees. You could do that. Yeah. I mean, actually, and I've talked about this with Brian, there's something I feel like would be more comfortable for everyone in the long run is doing less of a desk table setup mm-hmm. and more of like three comfy chairs in a circle with maybe a, a table in the middle, like a small one. Yeah. So you can still pour beer, you can still serve it. But it's not like you're yeah. trying to get comfortable. We've a got less a, cumbersome, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uncomfortable. Well, that's good. I mean, yeah. it's not uncomfortable, but it could be better. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah. But we're talking like lounging chairs, right? We're talking like like the fighter, the fighter and the kid have. Yeah, like the chair I was just talking about downstairs. I think fits yeah. that. The retro. That'd be nice. It's just like a, cool. your average living room chair. It doesn't recline or anything. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna steal your Jan. Jan. Jan Hancock. My, my Jan. John Hancock. <laughs> Man, my dyslexia is getting worse lately. Yeah. Just basically says, you know, that you're allowing us to use your voice and your likeness and your video. And, yeah. But obviously, if there's something really out of left field that uh, you don't want us to maybe do. <laughs> I do go off the rails occasionally if I get provoked <laughs> and I'm a little drunk. Yeah. Okay, what's the date? The 21st. Yeah. yeah. Smart watches. Any trouble finding the place? Not at all. Not at all. Yeah, nighttime seems to be the worst because there's no number on the front of my house. There's okay. like one on the street right there, but so you can't see it at nighttime. Yeah, so. GPS is getting a little confused for some reason in yeah. this neighborhood, but I found it. All right. That's pretty good. I have a yeah. What the hell you have a pen? Also, that sticker's for you if you want. Cool. Yeah, this is exciting. So I listened to the first episode and I listened to Brad's episode. Wait, you can't listen to Brad's episode. Why? It's not live yet. Yeah. Did you post it? No. You didn't listen to Brad. You sure? Maybe it was Richard. Yeah, Richard. Yeah, that's why I was like, Richard sounds different than Brad. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that, that's probably were... what the, where I got confused. Yeah, yeah we recorded, recorded Brad last night. Last night. Yeah, because I was like, man, Brad uh, sounds really young. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't. Oh, okay, so you didn't watch it. You just no. I just listened to it while I'm at work, like while I'm in the office. I, okay. I was like, since you guys invited me here, I was like, I want to check it out and see what's going on. So cool, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, bro. Richard's episode is really goofy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I guess I've never met him. The roaster for Crystal? I mean, maybe I have loosely, but I just know Brad mostly. I guarantee you have, because if you were at the first Funk, Funky Furkin Fest, I'm sure I have. I, he, he was he was the one taking the photography, and Caleb was as well. So I'm having a hard time remembering things these days. It's yeah. either the alcohol or um, <laughs> something's wrong with my brain. Well, that's good. I agree. Alcohol. Yeah. All right. This happens to me as well. Speaking of alcohol, oh yeah, man, my life is so crazy. I really want to hire like a not an apprentice. What's it called? Apprentice? No. Uh, an assistant? Yes. Yeah. That would be great. That kind of keeps track of all the things that you say you're going to do. Yeah. Um, I, would, I would be upset at myself if I needed an assistant. I feel like I would be... Really? I feel like I would be thinking I was too important. I mean, I don't... If you're paying them, I don't think it has anything to do yeah. with importance. That's just true. Like, look, That's a good I, point. I suck at keeping track of my schedule. I need help. <clears throat> right. So I mean, I, I wouldn't mind it. 
I don't want to pay for it, but I wouldn't mind it. Yeah. All right. Well, back to uh, what I was saying about alcohol. Oh, you're just going right into it today. Yeah, I always do, man. Okay. All right. We'll find an episode where I, actually there's plenty of episodes where I haven't jumped right in. Um, I'm sorry. I'm very excited. Joy brought some awesome things. I'm very excited to try. All right. Well, should we yeah. start with the other one first then? And well, what are we so we can finish with the frothy oh. stuff? We can sandwich it. We can do one. Okay. okay. Which what, one? Oh, that's good. Which one of yours do you want to start I with? I guess we should start lighter. We should start with Udalali. Okay. All right. So, Udalali. So, this is a beer I've been wanting to make for a long time. Um, I love the label. One of my friends made it. Her name's Taylor. She did a really good job. She does a lot of watercolor animal paintings. I was like, that'd be perfect for this beer. So I had the idea for the beer like a year and a half ago, but I just never got around to making it because I named it. And I was like, please, no one steal this name because I just like I was set on it. I knew exactly what I wanted to make too. It just took a while. So it's a it's got Riverbend malt from North Carolina. It's got yeast from Southeast. I don't know if you guys are familiar with them. Mm-hmm. It's out of Clemson, right? Yeah, yeah. So David, who's one of the owners and brewers, or barrel managers, I guess, is what his uh, title is, at Barnhouse. Okay. He, it's a company he started with some friends. Think around the wild, harvest bacteria and yeast off of plants, um, and then propagate it and sell it to breweries. That's awesome. Yeah, so the particular strain that this beer is fermented with was found on nectarines in the upstate, not too far from where I grew up. Does that have something to do with the flavors it gives you? It, it can, yeah. I mean, so it's a Saison yeast, but it's got, it's mostly Saccharomyces, but it does have some funk to it. If I kept harvesting it and repitching it, it would get funkier over time. So this, okay. this is just a... Go ahead. Can I interject one real quick? Yeah. So first off, we have Joey from oh. uh, Frothy Beard here in the studio. Uh, what's your last name again? How do you say it? Sikonolfi. Okay. I wasn't going to try that at all, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. And you're a co-owner and the head brewer? Yeah, I think that's my title. Head brewer... Uh, uh, I'm kind of going into more like production management because we have two assistant brewers now. But yeah, it's still, I think that's my title. That sounds okay. like a co founder, co owner. Right. Head brewer. Brought the beard out of, was North Charleston, South Carolina, but now it's West Ashley. Yep. Right. So, yep. Okay. I just wanted to get fantastic. that out of the way before we went too much. Oh, further. thanks. Yeah. So people know who this is. You know, is. I had a segue for that. All right. Well, <laughs> I've ruined it. You did. Okay. See, Please continue. So, nectarine. Uh, <laughs> Style hop, yes. Or yeast oh, yeah. So it's harvested off that fruit, and um, <laughs> they, yeah, they just step it up, propagate it, sell it to other breweries, um, and we use ginger and lemongrass from Spade and Clover, which is a local vegetable grower here. Okay. Um, the hops are from Australia, so that's the only thing that I did not get locally. Obviously, the water's from Charleston. Yeah, well, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm really proud of this beer. It turned out really good. It's really refreshing. Uh, so why, uh, opened it yet. why Australian hops? Well, I was gonna ask oh, you it's just because that flavor compound that I wanted to go in there. We, we like a couple of years ago, we got a shipment of hops that didn't belong to us. And we tried to send them back, but they said they didn't want them. So they're called Ella. I, I only use them occasionally. Okay. So, yeah. Interesting. It's yeah. making good of an odd situation. Yeah. They just, I mean, we couldn't send them back and they wanted them to go away. So. Yeah. You don't throw stuff away. Sure. Unless it's bad. Yeah. Are we doing headphones or not? Well, we, we can discuss time. it while you're at least opening the beer. God, calm down, man. The beer is going to get... I'm a fiend. I love good beer. All right, so... And that Robin Hood is one of my all-time favorite movies ever. So good. Great soundtrack. It's a great animation. Storytelling was perfect. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Thanks, sir. 
probably going to yeah. get more, I'm sure. So, we do have headphones available. Okay. If you don't like wearing headphones, we will not request that you do. But we have found that it helps kind of put you in the in the zone. Blocks okay. out external noise. Right. That I think that's the biggest thing is you just concentrate on the conversation and not anything else that might be going on outside or the dog starts barking, you know, whatever. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so if you guys are going to wear them, I'll wear them. Cool. I mean, well, if you didn't want to, we weren't going to exclude yeah. you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we like shun the yeah, these two dudes wearing headphones. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it would be weird, wouldn't it? They must be recording an album or something. Well, we, you did. We don't want to release any extra credit, but you did mention um, extra credit. Southeast was up near where you lived, right? Or born, were born or something? Yeah, so they're uh, they're they went to Clemson. Uh, it's it based, like I think they did a lot of their like. Just got a Good. Can you hear anything? Yeah. Okay. Hold yeah. on. I can hear you. I can hear you guys. All right. That works. Cool. Um, yeah. So it's I forget the other guy's name. I feel bad because I forget names all the time. But it's David and Evan that started the company. Um, yeah. What was the specific question? Sorry, I got sidetracked in my head. Just where you were from. Oh yeah. So I'm from the upstate. Uh, it's hard to really pick a place because I lived in a lot of areas up there. I claim Wahala because that's where I live the most. Okay, that's what I thought I saw. Um, but I lived in Clemson, easily Pumpkin Town, Spartanburg. That's where I was born, Spartanburg. Okay. But uh, yeah, Wahala is where I graduated from high school, okay. and where I met one of my business partners. Okay, which one? Michael. Michael, I don't know Michael. Michael Biondi. He uh, he originally is from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, somehow he found his way to rural South Carolina. Um, but yeah, I met him. We started playing. I joined the soccer team, and he was on the team. So we uh, became friends there. Let's cheers this. Yeah. Oh, oh. Let me do my job. Hold on. It's craziness. You know, you're the first guest that has come here during sunset. No one yeah. has ever had sun on their face before. Does it make me look great? It does. It actually does, but flattering. I'm afraid it's, it's bothering you. And it's I, not bothering me. It'll okay. be gone in just a minute. Yeah, I'd let you know if it was bothering me. All right, good. That's all. But this is this is the earliest one we've done, and we didn't realize we were gonna have a sun frost. Oh, that's fine. It's not bothering me. The cheers to uh, frosty beer. Absolutely. Cheers, guys. Salud. It's got a lot going on in the nose. Everything. Yeah, it's got a little bit of funk, but it's got a nice fresh ginger um, flavor. You get a little bit of lemongrass and that lemon citrus character. Wow. I love. Dude. That's a nice, uh, easy-drinking summer beer. Honestly, yeah. it makes me feel like I'm drinking healthy beer. <laughs> well, it's good for di- your digestive system. That's great. And uh, is that also it makes you happy, so it's healthy in that sense. Is lemongrass yeah. also help, or is that just... I, you know, I, don't, I don't know about the health benefits of lemongrass. I'd have to look that up. I know ginger is good for digestion. See, yeah. okay, so that's what I'm, I'm pretty sure lemongrass does something as well. Look at I mean, it up. All those are. I'm going to. I'm doing it right now. All right. Yeah, we we had this beer on draft and in bottles. Uh, the draft is gone. I drank a lot of it. Um, there's only a few bottles left. I'm really sad. But we'll we'll make it once a year. Is the idea. Mm. Now is this some? I'm gonna assume the answer is no. But this is not something you want to tuck away and sit for a few. No, days. this is you want to drink it as soon as possible. Yeah, okay, all those flavors nice. would probably fall off, right? Yeah, yeah. even now it's probably you can it's discoloring some. It used to be kind of. 
a little more like bright golden. Um, it might have something to do with the ginger juice that I added that could be, you know, oxidizing. So I thankfully we only have a couple bottles left, so it definitely needs to be consumed right away. Yeah. Okay. We have a few bottles left for sale. Yes. Lemongrass, uh, good for digestion, full of antioxidants, regulates high blood pressure, boosts metabolism, burns fat, healthy great skin and hair, Damn, heals make... cold and flu, and relieves menstrual pain. You are a wizard. Got to make some more be- more of this beer. Yeah. We'll live forever. Yeah. You want to live forever? Good. Drink this beer, frothy beard. So, <laughs> how many how many people are over there? I mean, I know Wesley Don, who just joined the team. Yep, he's uh, the newest member of the team on that right. on that. Aspect. It was originally just three of you, is that right? Yeah, Michael, uh, myself, and Steve. Right. So Steve is originally from the Chicago area, actually, and he moved to Seneca, and that's how we met him. Um, but yeah, now we have Wesley Don here as well. Yeah. Yeah, he's really added a, a new um, aspect that really helps us out as far as like social media marketing. Uh, really just kind of getting our name out there more, you know, where we find our, people know more about us now, which is great because sure. we were tucked away in Peppermill Parkway and we would tell people that we've been there for two years and they're like, no, I don't believe you. I'm like, well, we couldn't afford to sign <laughs> yeah. on Ashley Phosphate. Um, so it's like, we, it was surprising, like we'd been so old yeah. and people were like, oh, I've never heard of you. So he's definitely helped us in that front. But you had a real consistent following over there, right? Yeah, we were blessed with some great regulars from this area. Yeah. I think a lot of people in the Somerville area wanted a, a brewery, and we were we're pretty much in Somerville. We we're like on the border of North Charleston. Right, Somerville. you were the closest. For yeah, sure. yeah. So I think um, we were sad that we we need, we knew we needed to move, but we had to to grow. We couldn't grow in that building. So. And what was your system over there? Was that a one barrel that you? Were we doing? started with uh, our very f- three very first batches. We actually used. 15 gallon I'm sorry 25 gallon pots okay. that were as part of our homebrew system and we right. realized that was insane so we went to one and a half barrel um, and that lasted for two and a half three years and then we jumped up to three barrel at that time we had a one and a half barrel system we had one and a half barrel fermenters and three barrel fermenters we would double batch into them so when we got the three barrel system we could just do single batches which was great for me yeah because uh, I don't have to be there so much. <laughs> right. Yeah, that turnover Still, was probably hellacious with that one and a half. Yeah, it was. It was a. It was fun. Inconsistency, right? I mean, that was the hardest part, and we definitely had struggles with that because we were using plastic fermenters in an ambiently controlled room. We didn't have direct control. We didn't have jacketed fermenters, so um, it was definitely a challenge. And uh, the jacketed fermenters, meaning like with glycol or something. Would yeah. So, in. like you see a fermenter, usually there's like a layer. On the outside, and there's a coil that allows glycol to go around. And depending on the size of them, they could have two jackets, like one for the cone, one for the, the top part. Okay. Um, so we didn't have that ability, which is... Right, temperature control is huge, right? It's very important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was really, like, we expected to make the jump faster to glycol than we actually did. Um, so we actually, in some ways, went down in technology when we went from homebrewing to opening the original location. Because we, we had more control with homebrewers than we did. Sure. At our, at our place. But it was, it was very DIY. Um, and people embraced that. So we were really grateful for them. I loved it. I, I didn't get a, a chance to get over there as much as I wanted to. But when I did, I mean, somebody was always sitting there stirring that, that pot. Like yeah. You said. It, it took constant brewing to keep it going. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the really funny thing is that at the time, we couldn't, when we first opened, you couldn't sell directly. Um, 
the plant law had not passed yet. Right. So we were only doing samples and growler fills and uh, distributing beer. So that was a real challenge too. Like it would have been nice if we could have sold directly right away because then it would be easier to keep up. But yeah, yeah. Um, right thankfully on. those days are gone. Yeah, you fought yeah. through it. You survived. It was a dark time. <laughs> yeah. And now you're, you have two assistant brewers. Yeah, that's great. And they're both ballers. It's great. It's nice to have someone to, to rely on. So do you come up with most of the uh, the recipes? I mean, you, you've done most of the beer, or has it been a collective thing between the three of you? Yeah, it's definitely been a collective thing. Um, you know, a lot of the recipe, like Tides of Galway, or we call it Tides now, Irish Red, that's actually Steve's recipe. It was his first like one of his first recipes. Okay. We've made that beer more than any other beer by far. Wow. And actually now it is, so on some months, like 60, 60% of our production. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I thought it would have been Andelay myself. Well, yeah, Andelay was if, for a while, but Todd's just you know, taken over. I think that, uh, I guess people will really want an Irish shred. We always were afraid. We're like, we like doing an Irish shred. It's a very traditional style. It's very malty. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it'll ever take off, but... Yeah. So she's one now. But it just hit the shelves, right? Recently. Right? Yeah, so that was our most recently canned beer. Um, so we're going to do Andale, Todd's, and in a few weeks we're going to can Sip Sip Pass. Okay, excellent. Yeah, so That's the one that you did with the Craft and Under. Yeah, and yeah. they, they uh, allow... I love that beer. Every, yeah. every instance of it so far has been fantastic. Yeah, we've got it, we've got it dialed in now, I think, um, that we asked for their permission to, to distribute it more widely because mm-hmm. it was very popular. We're like, well, we're only making it a couple times a year. You guys mind if we just make it all the time and also sell it to other people? <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna do some other special beer for them that they, you can only get there in the future. Yeah. But um yeah we we collaborate on recipes. Uh you know Michael will have an idea or Steve will have an idea and we'll just kind of work it out, and then we'll put it into a functional form where we can make it. Um and then we can see what we thought of that and then kind of build on that. But uh, uh one of our assistant brewers Sanders has made a couple of his own beers. So that, you know, we're very collaborative in that sense. Very nice. That's good. And, I mean, when you do that, right off the bat, you're probably just doing a small batch or something, right? He's not doing a 30-gallon or a 30-barrel fermenter with that. Yeah, we're just do we'll do a 10-barrel batch of it. Okay. We have, we have faith. Um, We've been making, we've made a lot of batches of beer, so we're, we're comfortable with just rolling with it. Um, And if it's bad, we'll dump it. Yeah. Um, and I guess that'll be my question rolling into that is moving to this new location once uh, Wesley came on board. How was that going from your three barrel up to is everything in your facility 10 barrel now or is it bigger? Than we, so we have a 10 barrel brew house. Okay. And so that's a 10 barrel mash ton, lot of ton combo and a 10 barrel boil kettle. They're actually 30% oversized. So they're actually 13 barrel. So we'll actually fill up the boil kettle to about 11, 12 barrels, boil it. So we actually have 10 barrels on the fermenter. Okay. sellable product but uh it was intimidating i mean for sure to go from that jump i think it just had to I had a, it's the same process i just had to wrap my head around the new equipment you know yeah um and so it's allowed us more consistency um brewing takes less time yeah it's more efficient it's safer um everything is better that's yeah. crazy um but it's not just a matter of i mean this is what i've always heard I, i've never brewed on a big scale before but um it's not just multiplication right i mean it's no. and there's some different nuances to do for sure batch. color and bitterness are the, the harder parts okay. so i actually uh you know i'll be honest i cannot make our brown ale correctly it's either too dark or too light for some reason that's one beer i cannot get the color right so 
if you've been if you've come in the tap room and you have Maltese Falcon, like man, it's really dark this time, or it's really light. I just, I just like that's the biggest struggle. Um, <laughs> also, bitterness initially was we're getting more extraction now because our system is more efficient, um, and it's a steam jacketed system. Our wort after boil will sit in a hotter environment than we are, we were used to, so we actually get more hop extraction. So I have to actually remove um, hops quickly. You mean? Yeah, because our original system, right after boil is over, it would cool almost instantly because we would do this. We'd cool it by circulating it within itself mm. through a heat exchanger to bring the whole pot temperature down. Now, for Whirlpool, um, at the end of the boil, it'll stay 193 degrees the whole time. And you get a lot of bitterness extraction from ops over 160 degrees. Yeah. So um, the first three batches that I made were way too bitter. Um, and a couple of recipes I've just had to tweak constantly until I got it right where I wanted it. So did you toss all those or you just went with it? It was fun. It was just like, oh, this is too bitter. Okay. Um, it wasn't like unpleasant. Right. Um, it was our very was... first batch of beer too. And we were about to run out because the way we opened the original place, we brewed all the beer at the on our three barrel system, stockpiled it. We closed for two weeks and then we did a grand opening. And we ran through that beer so fast that we were almost <laughs> out of beer. We actually, I think 75% of our taps were other local breweries at first. Oh, because we just we just blitzed through all of our we only had like 25 gallon kegs of every style yeah. and just ripped through it especially like once the popular ones were gone and then it would start whittling down until we had like three beers the day that we kegged our first batch we had two styles left and two kegs of each of that oh my god! so we were terrified that we were not having a beer to sell from our own brewery so yeah yeah and what styles did you start off with i mean what were those that mass produced beer that you did to start um, at the new place? No, you were talking about at the old place, right? You stockpiled. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Each I mean, we did all the 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 ones that we knew people would love, so we had all the greatest hits. Okay. Um, I, I'll try to remember them. Uh, we had you know we had on delay. We had, the cucumber, the on Yeah, yeah, we had IPA, which is a beet IPA <laughs> that we made for a wrestling event. Uh, it was really popular. We I just want, had... I want to talk about that too. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. Let's see. We had horchata stout, which is a brown rice stout with coconut, cinnamon, chili Ooh. peppers, and vanilla. It's kind of like a Mexican chocolate thing. I'm going to make that again soon, but I'm going to rename it because I don't like that name anymore. Um, we had chocolate. We had Irish red. Just like, yeah, all the, all yeah. the greatest hits. Yeah, sounds like it. And then peppermint porter, was that in there too? No, that we waited until... Because that's a beer we only like to sell during December. Originally, we thought it would be like a good winter beer, but no one cares about it at all after December because it's like definitely a Christmas yeah. thing. So we know, as sense. soon as January first hits, like people do not. You you guys were cursing on this podcast. I can curse, right? Oh, oh okay. People do not give a fuck about it after January first. Yeah. <laughs> it's like sales just tank. People are people are like full up on Christmas spirit, and then just can't stop drinking it. But after that, it's like it, we might as well just dump it because it just sits there. Huh. So interesting. But that's, that's, I mean, not really interesting. I would just I would want see it, it to stay it. longer. I'm like, give me more Christmas. It, yeah. And we know it gets warm in Charleston pretty quickly. Like yeah. February, it starts to heat up, so people don't really want that. So I think we're gonna make that in a little more limited fashion this coming December because we sat on too much of it again. Which is like this, not it's not moving. Yeah, well, I know. You know, both of us used to work at the Lowe's Foods up here at the Beer Den, and. Uh, when we got it on up there, it went like that, I thought. Oh, yeah. Quickly. 
I don't remember what, when that was that we put it on, but it was probably December. We opened time. in December, so it could yeah. have been shortly thereafter. Yeah, the goal was yeah. to have that beer available for people to buy so they can put it on tap December 1st. Yeah. So as soon as people are into their Christmas frenzy. Oh, no, December 1st is almost too late. For some, I mean, for some people, I think, you know, I have to do my part as a citizen. There you go. And keep these people in check. <laughs> you know, it, it's a great holiday, but it shouldn't take up more than a month. Yeah. In okay. my opinion. I mean, people, what about Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving is far superior to Christmas, in my opinion. What? The food's no. better. I think so, too. You don't have to what? buy presents. <laughs> Dude, Thanksgiving yeah. is my least favorite holiday ever. All right. Podcast is over. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, I agree. It seems to be just as good as a family gathering as Christmas is. You don't have to buy gifts. Exactly. That's the worst thing about Christmas to me. That's yeah. the only way to tolerate your family is with gifts. Uh, I'm totally kidding. My family is great. <laughs> totally messing. I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. And the food is just as good. I don't know. I think Food's it's better. Equal. I think it's equal. You just spend less money. I think the f- uh, thing I like about Thanksgiving I, is it comes with uh, ancillary events like Friendsgiving. So I have I've, okay. I have like three different Friendsgivings that happen each year with different groups of friends. So we'll all do like potluck style, bring our own Thanksgiving item or someone will cook for us. So I get my family meal plus... You know, all these other friends getting meals. Maybe I need hmm. better friends. Well, you, should just, you should start a Friendsgiving thing with your friends. You want to have crap conversations Friendsgiving? Oh, shit. Yeah, we could do that. Sure. We should do that. We should. We'll invite Jerry. I'll, I'll come back. Yeah. Where's my pen? I really, I, I can make a mean green bowl, ca- uh, green bean casserole, so. Ooh, yeah. really? Oh, yeah. Is there anything that makes it better than, I guess you can't tell your secret on the air. <laughs> I'll bring my recipe on when I get invited back for Friendsgiving. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you think people will listen to us eating food? You think people will enjoy that? Oh, I think we're going to make a whole party of it. Okay. So we'll have a bunch of different guests that yeah. will all have to bring a dish. Yeah. And yeah, yeah we won't necessarily it'll eat be like while we're doing it, but it'll be a big party. We're eat and then, then talk or something. Yeah. If we're not asleep at that point. Yeah, the insulin spikes would be insane. Yeah. So wrestling. Oh my god! <laughs> Jumping right into it. Well, I never went to. I, man, I wanted to go to so many of them. Um, good friend of mine, Mark uh, Valentine, he and his wife. Oh yeah, and I know you probably know them. Oh yeah, he's like time. our best customer. And um, he would tell me about it all the time, and I just never got a chance to make it over there. Do you still do that at the, the new location? We're, we try. Um, do you know what we're talking about? No. Okay. What the all right. hell? Yeah. So uh, let's see. God, we were two years old, I think, at the time, and some of our friends. Came in like, hey, would you be interested in hosting a wrestling event? And we're like, yes, <laughs> of course. Just tell us what to do. Mm-hmm. And like, so it's, uh, have you ever met Adam? Um, he goes by, his wrestling name is Be Furious. Adam Bay. I don't know if you know. I'm pretty I, sure I have. He, he's a bit, he's a friend of Craft Conundrum folks. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a big supporter of local breweries. Yeah, he, he living, he's living in Pittsburgh now. Okay. Um, but we got to know him. He was one of the wrestlers. Um, we actually make a beer for him. It's called Modified Neckbreaker. It's his finishing yeah. move. The triple, right? Yeah, it's, a, it's like a triple IPA. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Um, we make that once a year, usually, or whenever the wrestling comes. So we, we had it two or three times, I think, at the original spot. Um, it was just the best people watching ever. Because it's not only the wrestlers themselves, but also the people that are into wrestling. <laughs> so you're just like, ah. And then also the breweries there, and we would have a food truck. So it was just like a fun event. Yeah. Um, sounds fantastic. 
Yeah, we, they did one at the new place, and it actually was going to be outside, but it was rain. So we actually put the ring in the brew house. Like, I don't know, if you've been, <laughs> have you seen back in there? Not just through the window. I haven't yeah, really been in yeah, there. Yeah, um, we put it toward, closer to the cooler. So we had a chair sitting out, and me and some of my friends actually climbed on top of the cooler to watch. Uh, it was great. Um, we were going to do another one uh, recently, but they forgot their license. They forgot to get their license. Uh, so the they're kind of people. yeah they're they're kind of a, a lovable ragtag group of people. Um, I mean I think we'll keep doing it as long as they can remember to get their license. <laughs> but the one guy I met I can't remember where it might be the guy you were talking about um, kind of a darker skin guy maybe yeah that's yeah. him yeah he used to be like a professional wrestler or something right yeah at least so that's the they're, story he tells they're all technically professionals because they have like you have to get certified okay you have wow. to get like a license. Um, is there like a wrestling school you can go to? Uh, I think they do like workshops with each other and like train each other. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's awesome. something else. So um, you wouldn't just like an open house come out and wrestle. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever you want. Whatever, whatever they do. But um, they were fun events. I mean, one time we like gave him one of our kegs and he like pretended to hit other people with kegs. Um, Mark Volantad's son actually like they they brought a door to smash on someone and uh, Jason brought a piece of it home yeah so it's, it's a it's a it's a fun event i mean that's nice. we've done a lot of weird stuff throughout the years with that how many times did you do the wrestling i think we've done it four times okay. three or four times yeah yeah um that's awesome have you ever gone in the ring we we talked to them about that but we would actually we would have had to have done it before the event technically started because wow. we're not under the legal umbrella of the insurance ah. but we could have staged some like fake thing in the beginning which we talked about we never organized well, i mean you got well, your own insurance and stuff right i mean you could have done it under your umbrella correct? yeah thing yeah. is if i got in the ring with michael and steve and wesley i might actually kill all of them it's <laughs> <laughs> a solid point yeah or or than me who knows yeah ding, ding, ding. yeah might we might not have company anymore or hmm. maybe there'll be less owners i don't know yeah did anybody actually get physically injured? One guy did um, get heat stroke and a concussion at the same time. He got power bombed. Uh, I don't know if you know what that move is. It's no. like you like, like bend them over bomb. and you kind of put their head between your legs and you lift them up, mm. spinning them and then throw them on their back. Okay. Oh. And the, dude, the, the guy got power bombed and it looked like he was in a lot of pain. But he was also, I think he was also diabetic, so he was like, he was low on insulin too. Bad news. Yeah. He's he's alive. Sounds amazing. He did not die. It was a good day for wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. That is crazy. That That is crazy. I did not foresee that happening. Like I have never heard of wrestling matches going on. I think it's first I've heard of it. We've we've done a lot of things. We've had death metal shows. Oh, uh, at the old spot. Yeah, it'd be late at night. Um, we uh, we don't do them anymore because we have neighborhoods near us. We used to be in that little industrial parkway. Yeah, you were. Um, so we had two death metal shows. They're pretty good. Very loud. Hmm. Um, Did your place get wrecked? No, they were they were very respectful. I think in metal these days, people are pretty still. Yeah, like doom metal. You know, they're just like. Yeah, we kind of like anticipated the carnage. So we had the speakers. I don't know if you, you did. You go to our old place? We had just a big. It was like people call it a garage, but I get offended. It's like a small warehouse, <laughs> two thousand square feet. Um, That's huge. I think so. It was bigger than my house. But we'd roll it up, and uh, we actually put the stand there, 
with the speakers out, so people were out in the parking lot, so they could do whatever they wanted out there, and they just had to come in and get beer. There's yeah. no dancing. There, I mean, there was. That's where we kept them outside. Okay, sure. like, there you go. Please don't break our stuff. Yeah, I've been to plenty of shows where a lot of stuff yeah. got messed up. Hmm. Um, we've had land parties. We've had. Uh, <laughs> what else? We've had cornhole tournaments. Really? Yeah. We've done everything. Have you done like a Renaissance fair thing? No, that's a great <laughs> idea. Like we with should the giant turkey legs, yeah, and like uh, jousting. No, yeah. can you work something out with like pizza boss? Maybe oh. they do something super fancy, like a Renaissance pizza. I'm sure we can work that out. That'd be really neat. We just like a pizza with a turkey leg on it. And you can all, <laughs> you can only enter if you dress up. Yeah. But we could do pallet jack jousting. Yes, there you go. That's totally okay. safe. Should do like a Highlands game type thing too in October. Yeah, Steve's always wanted to do that, and I think we need to take him up on it. I just think we just never get yeah, around to it. Keg throwing, keg tossing, oh. you know, just like stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, worst kilts. And our recent I got the muscles for that. Yeah, I see that. It's too bad this is a podcast; people can't see you flexing. Oh, there's a camera. Oh yeah, bro, you're on camera. Right, it's um, on YouTube. Yes. Um, we've had uh, we had archery at our Dude, that's most awesome recent too. party. There's this thing called combat archery. It's like these foam tipped arrows that you wear like you wear paintball gear, essentially like mask, but they're foam tipped arrows and they kind of leave a welt. But you do like you play a dodgeball style, so all the arrows are in the middle. And you run out and grab them, and they're simple recurve bows, so it's like a plastic recurve, so you can just fire off arrows. Very cool. It's a lot of fun. Dude, yeah. that sounds dangerous as well. Yeah. Any injuries for that? No, no. no. I mean, just bruises and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Man. That's all injuries. Insane events. They're None of good. those were like, yeah, we have a random person come in. We paint by color. We do. Yeah. Well, we do. We've done stuff like that, too. And y'all do comedy nights? I've been we, in there. Come, we, we're open. It's an open mic thing, right? We stopped doing that. Okay. Um, I think it was working better at the original location. I think for our new spot, it wasn't. I think we were having to do it too early. And just people, if the sun was up, I don't think people wanted to laugh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, definitely well, not. Yeah, I think it needs to be dark and like. Do you not stay open that late? We can't because we're near neighborhoods. Oh, my it's gosh. Like, yeah, it's, it's really like, strict. It is a thing. But, you know, we're, it's a better location overall. Okay. You know, we're open earlier now, too, and we have a kitchen, so we kind of have like a lunch okay. thing, too. So, so um, what are your hours then? They are 11 to 11 every day. No, I just lied. 11 to 10, mon- uh, Monday th- Sunday through Thursday, and then 11 to 11, Friday and Saturday. That's, that's that later than the question road. you've ever asked, I think. What? That was the most boring question you've ever asked. I have never... Your hours. Are you kidding me? So, I mean, it's... It, it's <laughs> Just go to the west side to look at the hours. <laughs> Dude, I, I love that place. Oh, my God. And then he said, like, question. they didn't do it too late. I'm like, how early are you closing? Okay. They're open later than Oak Road. Oak Road closed at 9 o'clock. Yeah. And they're, I there's mean, no neighborhood. I mean, well, I guess there is houses over there. I don't know. It might just be a choice. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So that was better than. Man, I guess you. it was a valid question. <laughs> I would ask that question in regular conversations. It was you. practical. Okay. It was informative. Our listeners will now know what our hours are. Yeah. I immediately wanted to go for breakfast. Not breakfast for brunch now. Yeah. Well, we're not not really doing brunch. We tried it. Uh, I didn't really take it off. <laughs> okay, I, I call anything before noon brunch. True. I mean, as long as you're drinking alcohol and. Yeah. Eating food. See, that, that's the justification. I mean, you probably need to have at least gravy or an egg, maybe both. Uh, oh, yeah. And bacon, but if, as long as there's booze, there's booze, yeah. Yeah. We can do we do beer mosas occasionally. Very cool. Nice. Yeah. Juice or soda? Juice. 
Okay. What yeah. do you mix with that? Beer. Well, obviously. Uh, Does it change? It's usually whatever we have that's light, like holy water or um, hominy cream ale, something like that. Oh, nice. Yeah. See? Segways, Brian. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, but speaking of food, how'd you guys hook up with the Zombie Bobs? Oh, yeah. Um, so... I've become a huge fan of food trucks and pop-ups and stuff. I think Charleston has a lot of great ones. Yeah. So, yeah, just when I had first heard of Zombie Bob's, I definitely sought them out because, I mean, I love pizza a lot. Yeah. And uh, and you get a lot. Yeah. And so I I, I found him. I, I didn't really get to know him until maybe, like, third or fourth time that I showed up to the truck. But then eventually I, like, asked him if he'd come out to the brewery for an event. So I think he – maybe the first time he came – it was just like on weekend, but I think the second or third time is when we had wrestling for our, um, it was like our second anniversary party, I believe. Mm-hmm. So we just started to get him know, get to know him really well. So his name's not actually Bob, it's Ryan. Um, yeah, and we became really good friends with his employees too. They're just really cool guys. And uh, we just have him out for special events. Uh, he had a really successful food truck. And uh, he actually gotten to this point where because of an electrical issue he couldn't use the truck anymore so he came to work for us as our bartender until he could get the truck back up hmm. and then kind of around that time we were like hey we're moving you know we don't want to ha- do the cooking ourselves because myself and steve and michael all are from food and bev backgrounds so i worked in kitchens in charleston before you open the brewery and I was definitely not going back to that life Amen. it's like I, I left the food part I'm going to do the bev part but I'm not going to do the food because <laughs> I love food I love cooking but I just don't want to do it for a job anymore it's, yeah. it's, it will destroy your soul yeah. or you'll you know become addicted to drugs or something or become an alcoholic <laughs> yes it's, something bad is going to happen to you you just get to yes. pick which one is it's it's a really, it's not an easy life um, anyways uh <laughs> So yeah, he, he just started bartending for us and kind of around that time we were getting ready to move. We're like, hey, you know, we don't want to do the food. And he's like, well, I want to, you know, most food trucks are trying to get to that brick and mortar yeah. stage. Like food truck is a proof of concept. So, you know, he was like, oh, I'd love to have a restaurant, but I don't want to do the, the alcohol side of it. I'm like, well, let's be best friends for life and have a pizza party every day. And we just kind of like started exploring that um, concept and if it was possible and, that, and you know, we just went for it. That's amazing. So it's a pretty good fit. You know, it's it's really, you know, his slices are really quick. So you can come in and get a beer and a slice really quickly and get out, That's especially true. for lunch. Yeah. Um, so it just kind of naturally evolved that way. Uh, so we could both kind of have a symbiotic relationship. Very cool. I think it works very well. I mean, yeah. times I've been in there, people are eating as much pizza as they are drinking. Oh, beer. yeah. And it keeps people sticking around longer. Yeah. You know, that was always a struggle, struggle at our old spot. Is we'd have food trucks on the weekend, but. That is the key. It you want people to sit around for a while, right? Yeah. I mean, not get inebriated and sloppy drunk, but... Right, and it does help with that, too. It helps them from getting dangerously drunk. True. So, because when we were the old place, we had Chex Mix, you know, and, like, Fritos. <laughs> yeah. But it just wasn't cutting it for people, understandably. And then we would be open, like, hey, you can bring food from taco truck down the road, or you can stop wherever you want. You can bring whatever you want. Yeah. Um, but then we'd, on the weekends, we'd have food trucks, and we noticed that, you know, people would stay around longer. Um, so that, that was a game changer. You get people in there sticking around, so um, sure. and I get to eat pizza whenever I want, which is dangerous. I had to stop. I'm sure. <laughs> I hate you guys. <laughs> yeah, you're uh, lactose intolerant. Yep. Yeah, I brought it up this time. You but. did. 
Which allows me to ask, you guys have any dairy-free pizza? I mean, you can get pizza without cheese, but I what's know. but what's the point in that? <laughs> Actually, it's still pretty good. I haven't yeah, yeah. had Zombie Bob's without cheese, but I have had Family Wires without yeah, they'll, cheese. Yeah, they'll do it. Yeah, for sure. All right. Yeah. Well, you said some cheese is rotated, right? But like you had cheddar the other night. Yeah, I did. I had cheddar the other day. Uh, cheddar, Swiss, pizza, I and I think Boris Head makes like a mon- Munster or whatever cheese that's dairy. That's not important. Okay. Either way. You could bring in your own cheese, your own dairy-free cheese, and we'd put it on there. Hey, here's a thought. I know that sounds like a lot of work. It but. does sound like a lot of... Well, for you guys, really. Well, maybe I shouldn't... Because speak. I've I worked... Sh- I shouldn't speak for the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, they're going to kill me. I work in a kitchen it's now. Probably, probably D-Hack wouldn't allow that, I wouldn't think, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, that's a good point, too. Yeah. yeah. If, but if, if D-Hack doesn't D-Hack, know... Right? Won't hurt them. They will find out. Yeah, it's not that important. Cheese is not that people, important. To me. It's okay. People will report you to DHEC. Will they? Yeah. Ooh. Or the FDA. Whenever they they know they want to grab you by the balls, they'll just like, I'll yeah. call the FDA on you. I was like, okay. Hmm. We had a guy threatened to call the FDA on us because our spent grain was too smelly. Because we are near some neighborhoods there, and it was kind of like, so we have a local farmer come pick it up. Um, yeah, I mean, Holy City's. Known for their smells out there. It right? actually, you know, you can see it like corroding the concrete. Really? Because it's very acidic. <laughs> if you think, I mean, basically they're making a trailer full of malt vinegar. Mm-hmm. But we use the same uh, farmer, Thomas the Green. He picks up our grain too, and like, it's kind of hard for him because he goes to a lot of the breweries, and like for some reason he couldn't come until the next day. And this guy came to us was like, "Hey, I'm trying to sell this house, but it smells like shit." Yeah. It's like, well, you know, we can move it. He's like, "Well, I'm gonna call the FDA on you." I'm like, "Okay, they don't care." <laughs> they're not, not going to come, but this is like, yeah. What are you going to do? A bunch of assholes. So you, so you have to increase the pickup in the summer, I guess, right? And they have to come more. Yeah, we just try to store it more creatively. Um, yeah, we have like three dumping totes that you can lift up and pull a chain, and they kind of like dump over. Okay. So that'll hold. Each one holds a batch. So we try to get them to come like once or twice a week, depending on our brew schedule. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> And we talked about Murphy the dog. Is Murphy the dog still around? He's still kicking. He just, we can't, because of DHEC, yeah. Unintentional seg, segue. Um, wow. We cannot have dogs inside. <laughs> so, and it's a little more dangerous in the new spot. We have so a fort. Well, it's, it's because you have food, I guess, right? Yeah. Okay. Like, he could probably be in the brewery, but it's a little more dangerous now. We have forklift. Yeah. We have a lot more pressurized gas. We have steam boiler. And Murphy is uh, the sweetest dog ever. But he also is not the smartest dog. So he'll just kind of follow you wherever. <laughs> yeah. Even into danger, there's like chemicals on the floor. He'll just kind of like walk around. You're like, no, Murphy, you're going to die. Yeah. So I think, because um, at the old place, he would used to, when a car would pull up, he would run out of the parking lot. Really? And then we'd call him. And like people would be backing out and they wouldn't see him. So we're always nervous. Yeah. I never <laughs> saw him do much when I was over there. He just kind of. Just lounging around. It just depends on his mood. Like, he would lay around all brew day being really bored with us because we were working and we wouldn't hang out with him. Yeah. And then, you know, customers would come and he would he'd turn into, like, our host. Yeah. You know, just going around making sure everybody's okay, trying to steal their food. <laughs> yeah. He was a sweetheart. He's still doing good. He's gained a little weight now that he's in retirement. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he's doing good. I actually dog set for Steve recently. And uh, he's, he's doing great. Yeah, it's good to see him. What kind of dog? He's a Labrador Mastiff. Oh, it's a big, big dog. dog. He's he's it's got a huge body, but he's got a massive T Rex head. <laughs> so we actually make a beer called Murphy's Big Head Pale Ale, uh, named after him. Just got the great. biggest, boniest, goofiest head. Is it the same artist that does most of your bottles? No. So um, most of our artwork is done by Tammy Boyce, 
so our logo, like the character's face and everything. Um, this one for the bottles and special releases, we're trying to like use other local artists. Okay. Just to get a different look going on. Hey, I have watercolor <clears throat> if you ever want to use someone different. Okay. All right. I'm just going to shamelessly, like super shamelessly. <laughs> that was very here. shameless. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, we have a lot of beers coming out throughout the, the year, so I'll let you know. If they're better artists, go with the better artists. I'm going to okay. be honest. Don't pick me because we're on the podcast. Always go with the best artwork. I think your artwork is good. Well, that's nice, but you know, I stand by highest quality possible. But I did want to ask you, yeah. and I'm sure you've got this plenty of times, Frothy Beard, the name. The name. Okay. Are you always stuck with the beard for here on out? Um, oh, jeez. All right, so that's more, I'll answer each part of that question. Right. So the, fro- the Frothy Beard name was actually, I credit Michael mostly. He kind of came up with the idea, but the imagery that he described and kind of like how we thought of it. So we're big, we're huge nerds, all of us. So we love Lord of the Rings. And like kind of the imagery of the scene where they're in the Prancing Pony and the, all the guys with beards are slamming the beers down and there's foam all over their faces. That's kind of where we got <clears throat> the inspiration for that. I was talking um, about that the other night. Yeah, so that's, that's kind of where the name came from. The logo, we kind of talked it out. Because originally we were going to put like a mountain in the logo. And that's really dumb because there's no mountains here. <laughs> um, even though we miss the mountains very much. But even We're not going to base our company off of it because it would be very confusing. Um, anyways, uh, so we kind of just imagined a, a guy shipwrecked floating on a barrel of beer. Like at least he's got beer, you know. He might be floating at sea, but he's got beer to sustain him. So that's kind of where the, the image came from. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I, as far as us keeping beards, uh, I I generally have the biggest beard. Uh, I, Michael's the business beard, so he keeps the shortcut. Uh, Steve's kind of in between. Wesley sometimes has a beard, but sometimes he doesn't. Depends on if he's running a marathon or swimming somewhere. I don't think I've ever seen Wesley with a beard. He's, he either has a short yeah. beard. Like when he first signed with us to be on, be on the team, um, he had a pretty big beard. I think he probably did that on purpose. But I, think I just, gotta have a beard to sign. Yeah. Good move. So that's definitely the most often asked question. Like, do you have to have a beard to work here? And what? I'll be like, well, we do have female employees and we don't subject them to uh, hormones. <laughs> so it would be kind of like mess up. But uh, Wear the fake beard every time you come to work. Yeah. I mean, we've, uh, we, one of our employees, Macy, she used to wear a fake mustache or a fake, fake beard for special events. That's awesome. Or for like photo ops or just for fun for an hour or something. But yeah, it's definitely the most commonly asked question. It's expected. Yeah. I had to bring it up. Oh, so yeah. I've never actually had the, the answer before. Oh, well, there you go. I mean, I, I keep a beard because it's mostly out of laziness. I think who wants to shave all the time? Bingo. That's why I started growing mine. I, I was in the military for 21 plus years, so I had to shave every right. single day for yeah. 21 plus years. It was horrible. What math is that? What math is that? Yeah. So 365 times 21. I'm not 21. doing math for that. I mean, yeah. That's a lot of days. I think lot, people at home have calculators. <laughs> That's right. That's true. They, they, they could be an interactive right. podcast. They could be right. like, yeah. let's look that up. Now, now, let's tweet them and tell them yeah. what's going on. I think I stopped shaving probably like when I was 23 or 25. I think I was just over it. I definitely <laughs> shaved throughout high school. Just because I don't, I don't know. It seems like you probably be someone <laughs> would have told me that I had to. I didn't shave. make it through high school shaving. I stopped so fast. Yeah. Um, I couldn't grow a lot of facial hair at that time for some reason. Kind of like my sons. both. Well, my oldest son still can't right now. It's kind of spotty. 
Is it? I, yeah, it was kind of spotty. So he does have Couldn't like really a scruff. Yeah. Kind of. He. I had a goatee mostly. Yeah. So it took me like a while. Inker. Oh. Is that what that? What is that called? It's always these fun names for facial know. hair like arrangements. It, literally, I got made fun of for having an anchor because I had a mustache and then went straight down and then it like outlined my chin. Hmm. I don't know what it's called, hmm. but it was not a good choice. <laughs> it was not. And the day I just you, you give up, you're like I'm so tired of shaving. You give it like a solid month and yes. it just fills in eventually. It's the worst and it's painful. It's just a lot. Especially like on the neck. And then it comes soft. Yeah, when you first start growing it, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. I mean, it's itchy and just bumps and all kind of crap. Yep. So do you guys sell mustache blockers? Because you should. <laughs> but that's a great idea. Maybe like for the glass. Like yeah. Like right here. Yeah, you can um, buy some of them. Yeah, we could probably do that. They're like 20 bucks, so you should probably either A, find a wholesaler or make your own. Yeah. You could probably get 3D printed ones pretty fairly priced. Mm-hmm. I bet Wesley knows. What is it called? A mustache blocker? Yeah. Um, Caleb Taylor sent it to me because he's our resident fact checker. He listens and just texts Brian and I nonstop. These are all the things you got wrong as he listens to the episode. Is this live? No. No. It will be eventually, but no, not right now. Is Um, Caleb listening to me right now and judging me? No. He will just judge you in a few weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. He will judge me. (laughs) Oh, Caleb. Um. But yeah, there are like, and you can change the size that fits on any kind of beer glass. Mm-hmm. And when you drink it, it basically is just like a block, and it blocks your upper <clears> lip, <throat> and you can just yeah, here's one called the the whisker dam. That's exactly what it is, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So you could do the exact same thing, 3D printed, froth beard logo. I'll write those guys down, whisker dam. Okay, yeah, I'll look into that. I mean, it would fit the the whole. It'd motto. be fun. It'd be it'd be kind yeah, of a and gimmick thing. Or... And like, we love selling merch, so there you yeah. go. That would be a good... Uh, so you open a brewery to get into the merch game, it seems like. In order to use that idea, you have to give me one for free. Deal. All right. Yeah. If we ever win. <laughs> I mean, we, come on. And what I was doing earlier... He's got West as a partner now. He'll do it. <laughs> what I was doing earlier was looking at the table. We don't even have a Frothy Beard sticker. I need to come over there. What? And do we stickers. not? No. Okay. I, I don't think so. Might have one in my car. Yeah. No. I think Make I, us come out there. I think I have one on my car. I mean, yeah. Yeah, come, we want to go out Yeah, come anytime and you can like show your around back. Um... <clears throat> show you where we have the wrestling and, and the archery but no like we can show you the whole brew house yeah I'd love that that'd be fantastic yeah dude that'd be great yeah, we call it the sanctuary because it, that place used to be a church really it's like a new what? age church like more modern church nice. so that's actually where the whole service so there used to be a stage in there <laughs> uh, me and Michael and Steve tore it down while listening to the Misfits yeah and Black uh, Sabbath yes pretty sacrilegious but we felt yes. like we had to neutralize <clears throat> The energy's in there. Oh, no, I like that. That's awesome. I love but yeah, it. we still call it the sanctuary. Yeah. Because I mean, it's a place of beer. It's a holy place. So. Well, I went out to this place in Colorado Springs called uh, the Local Relic. And it's an old church, but it's like an old Catholic church. I mean, it still has the That's so cool. beautiful ceiling and the vaulted, you know, apex and whatever, the windows, the light shining in. I mean, it was beautiful. That's amazing. Yeah, I kind of wish we had, like, stained glass windows or something. Yeah. I was trying to talk the guys into getting pews for, like, if we have events in the back, like, if we show movies or something in the brew house. That would make sense. We could have pews for people to sit down in. Yeah. You missed it. Um, A couple years ago, the Habitat for Humanity had, like, 20 pews, and you could buy them for $50. Oh, man. It was insane. We had one at our house. I blew it. it. Yeah, you know. I'm sure sure there'll be more. Oh, yeah. I love Habitat. You could always just go to... 
the church. What are you checking your watch? See what time it is? No, I'm just thinking we need to open another beer, but it seems like all the beer guys never drink very fast. We are very slow sometimes. <laughs> That's not true because, was it Brian and Ben? Oh. From Oak Road? They suck those beers down quickly. It was crazy. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you've been, you, you work today, right? Yeah, yeah. So you worked, and then you sat in traffic all day. The other was actually not that much traffic. I think it was still stuck in oh, Mount wow. Pleasant. Yeah. Good for you. God, those poor bastards. I'm so <laughs> glad I don't live over there. It's horrible. That is awful. They're going to have to replace the bridge. Yeah, I just read that today. That, uh, it's supposed to last 50 years, and they're thinking they're going to have to replace it. It's only been 30. The cable yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, we've been bragging about No, not about the cable that. one. Not oh. the, no, the, not the really the 526. nice one. Yeah, the... Wando yeah. Bridge. Yeah, it's like it's one of the few. It's not many types of that bridge, so it's like concrete blocks with cables running through them. Yeah, and there's one of those cables <clears throat> snapped. Yeah, yes, yeah, eight. That's eight a cables, dumb idea. You can't replace it easily. So, yeah. Well, yeah, we are talking about South Carolina. <laughs> I read a fact that we have like mo- the most, like one of the largest road systems, even though like like percentage of our state is covered in roads. I wish right. we had like a train or something. Yes. Yeah, we talked Not about like that last track, night. But like, yeah, yeah, like a, a trolley or something. Tr- some kind of train system. Like, definitely from here to downtown. Yeah. Know, it saved a whole lot of traffic. Yeah, a monorail. Yeah, yeah. a monorail, exactly. Could Come we on. get all the breweries together to pitch in for a public monorail? <laughs> uh, we will not make anything very impressive. Ours will be more like one of those... <laughs> The only thing we can afford is like one of those little train rides at a fair for the kids. Yeah, but you plus all the other thirty breweries. Well, all the you know all the head brewers will take turns being the conductor. I mean, no, you have other people. You got jobs to do that are more important than shuffling. I don't know. People. That'd be a lot of fun. Really, you would want to be. A... Well, we could make a, a like a, we could have beers available on the. Oh, on that's the train. a better. Yeah. I like your idea. That's so much better. So we used to do new glasses after every beer, but oh, yeah, it got kind of tedious. Yeah, so I was kind of bored in there. Yeah, I was going to say. It's kind of how you do it at the festival. Although it might fit well with uh, this beer, that ginger and lemongrass, to be honest. But, so this is uh, from North Coast Brewing Company. Um, it's a sour Berliner Weiss. It's mm-hmm. called Passion Fruit Peach Ber- Berliner Weiss. Uh, 4.1% alcohol. It's got an average rating 3.92. And it just says summer seasonal. Doesn't hmm. have any other description to it whatsoever. Never had a sour beer from North Coast. Really? I don't think I have either, to be honest. I don't think I've ever had Wonder, anything from um, North Coast. Interesting. I had a clear bottle, it's, too. Uh, yeah, it's got uh, Oh, yeah, label. I got it. That's a good label. You're brave for so, that yeah, beer. That lap. Or I guess that's um, is that an iPad. What is, what is the that? Surface. Oh, yeah. I see the Windows logo now. iPad. I'm an idiot. God, can you edit that out? <laughs> No way, because it should be an iPad. Come on. I, I think that, I mean, I've heard the Service Pros are really nice. I love it. <laughs> Come on, we need sponsors. Kid. Hey, I see you got a Nintendo Switch over there. Oh, yeah, I have Mario Kart plugged in if you wanted to play later. Yeah, you were going to ask if you wanted to play. I would love to play Mario Kart. Yes! Of course. If I ever said no to that question, I would just go ahead and kill myself. <laughs> you want to take I would be less of a man. I'm not going to lie. The moment you mentioned that you're kind of a nerd, I was like, oh, I hope he plays Mario Kart later. Bottle's all... Squished. Yeah, and I didn't even think about that until you mentioned it. Yeah, you don't what? see uh, clear bottles that much anymore. I mean, like... I wonder. I've never seen a North Coast beer in a clear bottle. Do you say squished? Yeah, look, I mean, look at it. It's all... It's like... Obviously, it's not squished, but it's... When it was molded, oh. it's kind of warped. Yeah. That's weird. Is North Coast known for a certain style of beer? Mostly malty beers. Like, they have a... 
God, no, I can't even think. Oh, oh it smells it's... great. And they make Old Rasputin and... Uh, oh. Yeah, it's quick. And uh, sh- there's a, the, it's a red beer. It's like an amber. I forget what it's... Yeah, Scrumshaw Pilsner, Old Rasputin, Brother Thelonious, Prankster, uh, Rudrick's Red Seal Ale. Oh, yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. Old number 38 stout. That's this is one of the first breweries I ever went inside of. Actually, it might be the first one I ever went inside of. Yeah. I was on a road trip in, in that area, and we stopped in because we could smell the mash. And I was like, that's the worst smell ever. It's ironic that yeah. <laughs> I, I've gone on to make that smell thousands of times. You don't like that smell? I do. It just That's the first time I'd ever smelled it. I love it. I love it, too. I just, I was, you know, I was, I was dumb now. I understand. Yeah. What do we think? That smells so good. I do this. Good. Is, Super fruity. It, yeah. yeah, very fruity. Passion it's fruit very peach. sweet, but very delicious. It's not as sour as I was expecting. Yeah, yeah it's think, got. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, that's fine. It's a little sweeter than I think I want it to be, but yeah, but it's good. Yeah, it just feels like it's got a nice fresh fruit forward character. Um, not very sour at all. Right, it's, and it doesn't taste fake. Sometimes you get you know these sours that. It tastes like they use some kind of adjunct or something, not real fruit or something. It's just got a fake yeah. kind of flavor to it, but this tastes legit. What? You have something on your face. What do I have on my face? I don't know what it is. It was on the right side. The bug or something? It was like a white fleck of something. Well. And I wasn't going to mention it, but the camera could see it, so. Where is it? It's I been did. there the whole time? I, I just saw it. Well, Maybe not. Can we, is it gone? Yeah. Can we edit it out? Can we yeah. do some magic on that? Everyone gets one mulligan, right? You'll <laughs> Honestly, edit out my statement. I could edit that out without problem. Except it would take a long time. And that, I guess, is a problem. You could superimpose oh. something really funny yeah, well, on this face for a second. Nobody's gonna, everybody's going to be paying attention to like Looking at beautiful Joey over here. Obstrusion. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is really good, though. It, yeah. I'm surprised by it, actually. It kind of makes Not me surprised. eat like I mean, a... I've had good stuff from North Coast before, but it's, I don't have a lot of stuff from them, so I wasn't sure what to expect. But a cheesecake would go great with this. Yeah. You guys got cheesecake? Mm mm. Damn. Are you kidding me, boy? <laughs> if I had cheesecake, we would have already been eating it. <laughs> but we have said that we should never eat on the podcast because nothing is more disgusting than listening to someone eat food. Oh, absolutely. You're right. Yeah. That's the worst. And we're filming it too, so. <clears throat> Yeah, and we got, you know, that facial hair, so the cheesecake will be everywhere. Dude. Yeah. So the struggle's real when it comes to eating food. Have you ever had, like, Nutella toast? Yeah, yeah. And it's melted, and it's super goopy, and it just looks like a baby's diaper on toast, and you eat it, and it's just, like, dripping all over your mouth, and you're like, yes. Yeah. I do yeah, eat it. I, I can't really eat bagels and cream cheese in public. Yeah. Like, I have to take it home and eat, like, over the sink and then just wash my face. Just have to get in the shower. Because it's like, there's cream cheese everywhere. Ice cream's the same way. Yeah. It's, it's hazardous with a mustache and a beard. You see, I've never gone that far with this, right? I, I can relate a tiny bit. You did just for, like, a little bit. Yeah, it was pretty long. What, uh, back during the wintertime. I say about December. I shaved off in February when I quit Lowe's, actually. Yeah. The following day. Yeah, it's actually the but very it's the next worst day. when you you're drinking sweeter things and it kind of just sticks in there and yeah. then it's like heart solidifies the side of your mouth. You're like what in the world? Yeah, yeah. I need to get better about trimming the mustache part because I just kind of neglect it. I'm like ah, oh, so annoying. Mm-mm. Hey man, I need one of those. Uh, what what we call it? Whisker dams. Whisker, Whisker dam. dam. I almost said, I almost said something else. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Uh, I want to know what's that something else. I know. Me too. <laughs> well, I just like you know the brain's always like drawn to alliteration. So for some reason, I was thinking dental dam. That's like that's not the right thing. Ooh, no. Yeah. I hate those things, man. God. <laughs> oh, jeez, Brian. That sounds like no. I mean, not, age yeah. long from dent, from the dentist's office. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that good save. The, the this podcast was veering into the not safe for work category. Yeah. Oh no, it's not even. It's actually got cleaner as we have gone on. I, I think. think. I think it has actually. <laughs> kind of like Howard Stern. Howard Stern used to be the raunchiest show out there, and now he's cleaned up his act. I mean, he still does raunchy stuff, but he got classy with it. Yeah, it's hard to look your parents in the eye when you make a show and you are more filthy than a sailor. Like, oh, yeah. Hey. Yeah. So here's one question I got. We'll turn a corner here. Okay, turn back, it. Back to Frothy Beard. What do you, because here's my opinion on it. I think, I'm just going to say it. I think the sound sucks at the new Frothy Beard. Like when I go over there and see a band or even a comedy night or something, it's just too loud. Is yeah. there any plans to, or have y'all noticed that? Oh, yeah. We've known it from the beginning. Um, yeah. It's just a very expensive fix. Yeah. A lot, so, a lot of sound deadening, um, spray, whatever. We, we notice it immediately and we've been trying to fix it. The problem is when we're trying to like um, hang soundproofing or just some sort of sound um, deadening, deafening, anything, a lot of it by code cannot block the sprinklers. Okay. So that is where our like struggle has been. From a sprinkler or yeah, and so there's it's just um, it it really is like it's it's a it's a big problem. Um, we know people hate it and we hate it too. Um, we were looking at options on it. Uh, which... I mean, don't get me wrong. Music is sounding good. I've gone and seen a few bands over there. But when you have the chatter from all the customers on top of yeah. the music and just everything, it's just, ooh, man, it's loud. And then kids running around. There's a lot of kids in there sometimes. Yeah, we're, too, but... yeah, we're trying to, like, the, the kids thing is another thing. Um, we've always been family friendly. Sure. But I think because we have a kid's corner, I think that people leave their kids there. And it just turns into, like, a... Uh, yeah, it's a playground. What, what's, it's not a daycare. What's no? What's like the? Uh, it's like uh, that book. Oh God! Without, without, no, it's not that bad. <laughs> the Sandlot. No, it's I like it's the one where they are Hunger Games. No, but uh, <laughs> well, yeah, you got the idea. So I think they just get, they leave the kids over there, and then the kids start running rampant. Like we've we've like pleaded, oh they run up and down those stairs. We've pleaded with parents like, please keep you know, hold on to your children, you know, discipline them. They're like just. Well, like one kid threw a remote into a TV and shattered it, and we sure. never found out who. No way. So we had to like elevate the TV over there higher. So it's like it's damn. It's it's wild. We know we're working on it. Uh, we have a couple solutions we're working on. One of them is like really fascinating and very sci like sci-fi. It's like you know Randy Anthony. He lives out this way. He he goes to Homegrown Browse a lot, and he's one of our regulars. He suggests he suggested this. Uh, concept where there's this machine that will sense the uh, audio waves and play an opposite one that'll cancel it out wow but that system's ten thousand dollars oh so it's that. like oh my gosh yeah so we're, we're looking into it we know it's a problem and we're doing our best i mean um, i feel your pain because we you know we, we hung carpet samples on the wall to try and put some sound deadening in here because we didn't want to pay any pay for anything so. yeah i think i think um <laughs> One of the challenges is we still need to be aesthetically pleasing to be in. Yeah. Like it'd, it'd be easy enough just to cover everything in, in fabric. Um, but I think there's a lot of tricks you can do. You can actually put a fabric underneath tables, 
because sound likes to bounce under there. Mm-hmm. Oh. So I think we just need we're, we're we're trying to every time every Tuesday morning we actually have a meeting, and I I bring it up or Steve brings it up or Wesley brings it up. It's just like it's definitely a pain. I, I oh every you mean every Tuesday that subject gets brought up. Yeah, and it, we most of our um, complaints on the internet um, refer to that. Mm. Because it's just, it doesn't, it's not very comfortable to hang out. You can't talk to people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're working on it. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. We, I know. I'm glad I wasn't the first one to bring it up. It's my, it's, it's the biggest annoyance to me of a new place. Like, I just, I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah, it was very sound friendly at the old place. Yeah. It's because we had a lot of junk in there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy that we have but less I mean, even junk Even when you had a band, it was literally right there in yeah. front of the bar. And it, you know, it, you didn't get louded out. I guess it was like one of those solid warehouse buildings that had like the insulation on the side. Mm-hmm. I think that helped a lot. And we just had a lot of stuff in there, a lot of wood. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're working on it. Well, we're going to announce something soon, hopefully. So. Right. Cool. Yeah. That's exciting. Can you have like a... It's like a pig pen daycare thing out of the question. <laughs> like lock-up? Parents, well, just well, well kind of. Like, um, if you go to YMCA, there's an area where you can go and drop your kid off while you work out. Same thing. I guess yeah. if you want to not have to do with your kid and make sure that they don't run up and down the stairs and break your TVs. Yeah. Like, what if there was like a, a person there that kind of just managed the kids? So, you know, that's funny you say that because the original building did have like a little daycare. That's actually where, because it was the church. That's actually where the kitchen is now. Oh. But um, what we're what we're looking at, what we talked about, is maybe just like trying to make sure that the kids just stay with their families, because then they won't get as out of control. Because I think it's like when all the kids combine together, they just turn into to crazy people. How are you going to do that? I think just like maybe making sure. Well, this is actually an internal discussion that we're having as a company, <laughs> because um, you know some of us have children. I'm not gonna name your name. Some of us don't. So I think it's like it's it's like a dirty secret. <laughs> yeah, we. I mean, we've always been family friendly. At our old place, we always had kids. I think it's just we need to like figure out a more creative way to rein that in because it is it is a problem. Like I remember, we have a photo. I don't. I can probably find it. But it was like a first weekend we were open, and there was. I had two really great photos. There's one where I, like I was on that on the stair walkway and I just looked down and like kids had taken out. Every we had a bunch of board games and Legos and stuff over there. What time is it, Caleb, over there? One oh six thirty two. I'm like sorry. A, can we get can we get that picture? Yeah, me, one of those pictures. Let me see if I can throw it up in here. You like to do that? You say you're always going to do it. You never do it. Let's freaking do it this time. It'll take me a while to find uh, it. So I might have to like pressure. give it to you later. All right, well, I didn't mean to interrupt your story. Oh, you're good. Please. Yeah, I just yeah. like looked down and like we had a bunch of Legos and puzzles and board games. Oh no! And every piece was taken out and just like littered the floor. Oh, and like I, no. I went over to Michael. I was like, man, there's a problem in the area. He was like, he went over and like he just swept it up and threw it all away. Yeah. So he was like not even gonna like take it all apart. It was like a complete disaster. And then like the same weekend, one of our customers, our regulars, Mark Valentine, actually took a picture. It was of a kid who'd pass out on the floor, and that's a really reflective floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it hit light right, so like the kid was like his mouth was on the floor, and his like mouth was open, and he was drooling. And then like you could <laughs> see the reflection, so he was just like passed out with his arms behind him. Oh, that's excellent! It's, like just totally summed it up. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that... I can relate to that because I work at Oak Road Brewing Company. I pour beer over there, and, and we have a bunch of board games as well. And at, at the end of every night, 
I'm trying to pick up the scrabble pieces and the battleship little tiny pegs and cars are spread all over the place. You don't even know if you have 52 cards anymore. I mean, all the games are just yeah, destroyed. People are very inconsiderate. Yeah. Um, that's one of the challenges of owning a business is you do need these people to give you money. But you have you 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 just sometimes you wish you could also criticize them, but you can't because it's yeah. There should be a Yelp for customers. There should be. Yeah, but it's just like it's a great idea. They, yeah. Sometimes the people are completely out of line and uh, just completely inconsiderate, uh, and there's not much you can do about it. You know, the, the common phrase is the customer's always right. Yeah, but I I don't always subscribe to that because sometimes the customer is an asshole. Exactly. Oh yeah. Well. The only reason we'd know that is because we all work in food and bath. Yeah. Or and have, I, until, I think point. until you have, I think maybe that should be like mandatory. Yes. For people like, like at least six months of working a register or waiting tables or working in the kitchen. It's very humbling. Like it's, it's hard to go out to, to restaurants with people who have not worked in a restaurant and they're just, they don't understand what they're doing to these poor people. The yeah. worst. Yeah. I mean, even if your food's bad or you've had a bad experience, you don't have to like escalate it and make it worse. You can just kind of. You know, yeah, nobody wants to take care of it right then and there. They want to get home and sit on their computer where they can't be confrontational and, exactly. and write about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, even then, you don't want someone who's going to sit there and be like, um, excuse me, excuse me, come here, come here. No. I wanted this heated yeah, to 185 degrees and it was 180 degrees. I need you to go back and heat this up again. Yeah. But I want a fresh one. Don't serve me an old steak. It's yeah. like the ridiculous, like, calm down. If you made dinner at home, you would not hold anyone to this kind of standard. Yeah. And you have some high school kid or early college person back in there probably trying to cook for God knows how soon they've never done this before. Yeah. Right. And yeah. for very little money. Yeah, exactly. For very little money, yes. I'm going to test that. Yeah. Relax. Yeah. Someone else is cooking your food. Be more understanding. And, I mean, that even follows into, like, tipping. Right. Like you, the worst tippers are people who have never worked in any kind of food and bed situation. Yeah. Yeah. It's painful to watch. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. That was, it. That was a little rant. I'm just going to drink again. <laughs> so, no, I've definitely ranted about that many times in my life. Yeah. Well, I was just looking at your website here, actually, and I see a triple sip on here. I've never even heard of a triple sip. So that's the, we did a triple dry hop version of Sip Sip Pass. Excellent. I guess I should have brought that. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, I know we talked about Sip Sip Pass, but I just looked. And I yeah, like, that was just like a little. Come from? That was a little experiment. Like we we had an open ten barrel fermenter. We had a thirty barrel batch of Sip Sip Pass, and we just moved five barrels of it over and dropped it a third time. What'd you drop it with? The same hop profile we use, so it's uh, Citra, Amarillo, and Mosaic. Ooh. So we just did the same amount for a third time. So that beer we already dropped it twice. Oh, so this time we just dropped it a third time. Hmm. We'll do it again because it's right pretty now? popular. It is on tap, yeah. All right. And we all, I also just made last week, uh, because Sip Sip Pass is selling really well, I uh, made a beer called Lil Sip Sip, which is just a uh, pale ale. It's the same hop profile. It's a reduced ABV. Same ingredients, just reduced. I just I, I thought love the name. just recycling that beer. That's fantastic. Well, I, I, I did it for a practical reason, and then I thought of the name uh, afterwards because it was hilarious. Uh, the problem with Sipsa Pass is we dry hop it on the third day, um, but that kind of kills our chance to harvest yeast and repitch it. So yeast okay. is very expensive. So what so, am I? So, okay, so go back. So, so you normally you make your own yeast, is what you're saying. You produce your own yeast out of the trudge or whatever. Oh well, like on a lot of beers, we'll harvest and repitch it up to okay. a couple of generations. I actually 
just bought a microscope, so I'm gonna learn how to use that this week. And but start... you're saying when you dry hop, that ruins that. Is that well, because we said? yeah, because we on generally we'll dry hop beers after the seventh day, okay, or tenth day. It just depends on the beer. But sips it pass because it's New England style. Those beers are dry hopped early, but it, for on our purposes, at least in the way that I've done it, I can ask for the bitterness. Early, well, it's, early it, dry hopping. it has a lot to do with um, making the beer hazy, okay, and actually suspending the hop uh, character in the in the liquid. Um, there's a chemical reaction there. I'm still learning that, uh, but that's why they dry hop it so early. Okay, so we dry hop that beer on day three and day five, and that just it the the yeast and the hops mix up, and like you don't really want to repitch yeast that has a lot of hop material in it because of the acidic nature of it. Okay. So we, we weren't able to harvest yeast from Sip Sip, and it's a beer. It's the second highest uh, produced beer at our place. Hmm. So I was buying fresh uh-huh. yeast every time, which is expensive. It's like I have to get it shipped from either San Diego or Asheville. It depends on which White Labs has it in stock. And we're just buying brand new yeast every time. So yeah. it's a little Sip Sip I'm going to make with the same yeast and then let it ferment and then harvest the yeast and then make Sip Sip pass. And way I can kind of step that yeast up and not have to buy it so much. It's a great idea. Yeah. We, so we have a couple yeast strains that we like. We use in multiple beers just to kind of save money. I think a lot of breweries do that. Sure. Um, and then you kind of, it just depends on what you're making, but yeah. So that's what triple sip is. Okay. Um, that sounds delicious. Actually, um, we're actually. And of course, pump. it's more malty than, than the regular sip, sip. No, it's the same. It's actually the same beer. We just pump some of it from fermenter to a different fermenter. That's open and then dry hop it a third time. So it's, okay. yeah. So that's the only reason. Yeah. So it's not more. Yeah, it's the same base beer, same or... same batch. We just split it, and then dry hop it again. Interesting. Yeah. And like we'll it. we'll have it again. Uh, we're gonna do an event with Craft Conundrum. We're gonna have sip sip, little sip, triple sip, <laughs> and then maybe a couple of other versions of sip sip pass with like fruit in them. And then also we're gonna run like sip sip pass through the Randall tap. Is it Randall. And what are you going to randle it with? I don't know. That's up to Karen and Richard. It's they just did one, and I missed tap. it. I it's really a... wanted to go over and do... Let's back up here, guys. <clears throat> I'll let him explain it. A randle tap is, I guess it was invented by Dogfish Head. It's basically a way to... Buy from Sam. I don't know if he invented it, but someone at the company did. They pioneered it. It's it like like Sam Adams. Is that what you're saying? I thought it was Dogfish Head. I don't know. We can look it up look while you're talking about it. Yeah. Fact check me. Um... Basically, it's a way to infuse an ingredient in from a keg directly to the glass. It's this two-chambered thing where you put that fills up a beer, and then you have an ingredient in there that kind of sits on it briefly before it comes to your glass. So it's like a quick infusement. Wow. Infusement, that's not a word. So it joins the line at some point? Yeah, and it's a real pain in the ass because it's oh. hard. You have to take it all apart and clean it. Uh. But it's a really cool way to be like, hey, we like the first time I ever saw Randall Tap was at Brewvival. And someone had a milk stout they were pouring through Tootsie Rolls. And it was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. Because you can it's like a clear cylinder. Yeah. And you can see so in there. You can it put was like whatever you want in there. Yeah. Well, you know. You, so might, be, you, you might be judged. So you wouldn't hook it up to like a like a soda keg. It's not like something for rattlers or anything like that. No, it's, you just it goes into the line. You design okay. it so it goes through the line okay. before the faucet. Okay. But yeah, so I mean a lot of people put fruit or more hops or herbs. Okay. Um, but yeah, some people get re- really weird with it and put like Tootsie Rolls Tootsie or Rolls. Fruit Loops or whatever. Right. So yeah, you were saying Sam Colo- uh, Ca- Calion, Calion yeah. whatever, from Dogfish Head. That's who it is. Yeah. Uh, back in 2002, he developed yeah. 
So they have a Randall tap. Um, they try to do something on the weekends, I think, with it. So yeah, we're going to have an event eventually with them. I don't know the date yet, but just be on the lookout for that. Okay. Yeah, as soon as you know a date, uh, shoot it to us. And if it's before this premieres, then we'll try and promote that or whatever. When will this premiere? Do you have a date on the calendar? I do have a date on the calendar. Hold on. So who came up? I don't think we talked about this right off the bat, did we? Who came up with the Sip Sip Pass? Did, did they come to you, or did you go to them, or did y'all just... Well, we're drinking together and said, hey, let's make a beer yeah, together? Yeah, I mean, they were definitely our... They were and still are some of our biggest supporters as far as, like, an account buying beer, right. but also just being supportive and, and friends. And uh, we just... We, we decided to make a beer for their anniversary. Right. And I was like, what do you want to make? And Richard's like, well, you know, we should make a... New England style IPA, and it's evolved over the years as I've gotten better. And oh yeah, this this year was by far the best batch, I think. Yeah, we, not, they were all great, but this this year was really really. We great. just like kept tweaking it. We started like making it hazier and hazier. I'm not gonna go full on haze like a lot of breweries do. Yeah. Um. Actually, I don't like that style that much. Really? What? I think, I think it's. Uh, I'm not a big fan. Oh, what do you like? I think it's sometimes they're just so hoppy that it's it's like. Someone put pellet hops in my glass, and I'm just drinking pellet hops. In a, in a hazy? Yeah, and like, and you know, like, and like very popular hazy IPA styles. Like, some of them are just so overdone that it's like, I, and it just kills my taste buds. Oh, wow. It's not for me. It's, and I know people enjoy it. It's maybe an unpopular opinion, but. I always thought they were less hoppy than usual. Well, they're, well, they're We've not. Had some that well, that's hoppy. the, I think that's the thing with, um, when you refer to a beer as hoppy, right? It's. It can mean a lot of things. I, I kind of mean just like the, that resinous hop flavor just overloads. So not bitterness. Just, yeah, just, just like just that hop, hop character. Yeah. Okay. okay. It's you're almost saying. like you can feel like the plant matter in your mouth with this for yeah, me. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So with Sips of Bass, we don't go full on with it. We're like half, we made it halfway. <laughs> yeah. All right. I like that. Yeah. Did you figure it out? Because I got Tyler on here at June 5th. Yeah. It's, so next, then, it's that Friday. So Brad would be the eighth then, right? Oh shit! I forgot about Tyler. Right. So we're so talking the twelfth yes. of June. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll probably know before then. Yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely get in touch with you. I might know in the next few days. Okay. I think I'm supposed to go over there and talk with him. But yeah, it was kind of like just we were talking about it and we really liked them and we're like, hey, we should make a beer together. So we used to make it every year for their anniversary and then also one other time during the year. And now, now we make it all the time. Okay. But yeah, when, I think the, when we debuted it. We did a Charleston Beer Week event, and we had 27 beers on tap at Craft Conundrum. Wow. It's the craziest thing we've ever done. Yeah, you'll take it in front of the building, I guess. Yeah, right. and I, we were guest bartenders, and it was a nightmare. Because anytime someone asked me to pour a beer in the back, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Richard, you got to help me with this system. Because have you ever been back there? I have not, and I, I don't know why, because I'm in there all the time. You should ask him to take you back. He'd, be, he'd love to. Oh, I will. Karen, Karen actually runs a group on Facebook with me called the Keto Dojo. So we... Um, we run a group together, so I'm in there all the time. And yeah, ask him. It's it's really about. fascinating. It's a um, it, when you before you see it, you imagine some crazy situation. It's actually very simple. It's just kind of like it's one of those ideas that like it's definitely he had a light bulb. Right, he patented it. Yeah, right? it's yeah. like oh, it's genius. It's just a switching system. Or yeah, whatever. he basically has like five, I don't know how many there are. It's like four to six taps, but they have super long lines. So he has like one rack, and this line goes to all those kegs. So you like put it on, uh, you know, take your beer, and then you put it back on a sani, like a uh, keg that's meant for cleaning ke- keg lines. Mm-hmm. Put it on there and run a little sanitizer through it, and then leave it on there. So when someone comes back, they take it off, 
put it on the keg they want. And they flush the sanitizer out with pressurized gas, you know, CO2, and then pour the beer. It's like genius. Because those and Sankey couplers and all the, the, you know, the taps, very expensive. Yeah. And now I know why Karen gives a middle finger to everybody that orders a flight <laughs> of beer. Yeah. Don't get me started on flights. <laughs> yeah. You probably had the same problem, I guess. God. That's ridiculous. That sounds like a lot of work. But... It's very efficient and saves yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. And it allows them to have 187 beers on tap at a given time. That's cool. That's some asshole outside with motocross out there. Yeah. I feel like we plan on getting both, one each, at some point from there. Because that sounds pretty ingenious. And that went way over my head. Could yeah. not follow that whatsoever. So. Yeah, I got to see it now. And I, I don't know why I never have. I've been going in there forever. Yeah, he, he showed it to us. When he was the beer buyer at uh, Piggly Wiggly, me and Michael went in there, and they actually were our, they were our best customer until he opened Craft Conundrum, and then, they, then he became our best customer at another place. So, yeah. yeah, we love Richard and Karen forever. They're, they're great. Cool. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. What are you looking at? The time. Where are we at? We're at 120 right now, or hour and 20 minutes. Right. So and we're shooting for? I'll go all night. I don't care. No, we can't. We had to go under two hours. You usually stick around 150. Okay. Is that like a limitation for where you post the podcast? No. Limitation of the GoPro. Oh, yeah, okay. it's, a, it's a video limitation that we have right now. I mean, we could. Some new actually, equipment. that is something I, I wanted to ask. If you ever need to take a break, probably, actually, let's just do it. I need to take a break. I got fucking pee right, right now. So okay. Let's yeah. take a break. So we're going to take a break, enjoy the music, and we'll be right back. Um, it's funny, the two episodes we've done early, this one and the one last night, We've had traffic issues. Not issues, I guess, but I bet you that's going to show up on the audio. I don't know. But usually when we do 9 o'clock and on, there's no noise whatsoever, except maybe mm-hmm. my roommate, other roommate coming home. But yeah, Motorcycles are cool, so yeah. I think it was a motorcycle, right? Or go-kart or, or something. Or a car that needs some service. I mean, I heard the noise, but I, I really didn't identify it. Yeah, I mean, I heard it. You know, with these on, so I can't imagine what it sounded like without them. I'm anyway. not really worried about it. No. That's but we were just talking about while you were gone. Um, Joey asked the question, you know, how we kind of came up with this whole thing, but I, I told him to go back and listen to the pilot episode and we explain it. But do you want to add anything to that? And I told him we just like to have great conversations and we just like to drink beer and we figured why not just do it up here and make a show out of it. Yeah, it's pretty close. Kind of the I've been bothering Brian to make his own podcast for a while, and then I realized that he didn't know how to do it. And uh, so we kind of just combined efforts. Yeah, I mean, really, he was telling me to do something, and then he just all of a sudden made this design, and I think you sent it to me one day and said, here we go, this is what we're doing. Yeah, That's well, cool. there's something I happened. Right. I got a lot of free time that I wasn't used to having, and I wanted to start my own, and I've been bothering him to start his own, so I... We kind of just threw everything together. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I don't even remember talking about it in the first. I, I've watched <laughs> that maybe like twice. I usually watch every episode about twice, maybe. If that. Brian usually watch every episode about 10 times. <laughs> I don't know about 10 times, but I go through pieces of them quite often. Just, I don't know. I'm very critical of what we do. So I kind of just yeah. I like to go through and just pick out stuff that we did well, stuff that we, see, that's it. <laughs> stuff that we didn't do well. <laughs> 123. Yeah. I think it's picking it up. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, I go through and take a look at it, just like you would probably do, you know, every Tuesday you sit down and talk about 
the brewery and what's going yeah. well, what's not going well. Yeah, it's kind of like our what's going on at the brewery this week. It's kind of our meeting, and we have other meetings. Meetings are great. They are. I love meetings. <laughs> oh, you're being That's sarcastic. why I quit my I mean, job is for meetings. I was like, yes, yeah. communication is so important. Well, we're just so busy. Um, it's just like it's hard to get us in a room at the same time, and then when we're at the table, sometimes it's hard to get everyone to focus on the issue that we're talking about. Um, oh, son of a beasting. You know. Don't stop talking. Okay. Um, yeah. We have some productive meetings. Some of them are not very productive. I think it's just the nature of the business. But Yeah, that was always my problem. Is we'd have a two-hour meeting that you could have sent an email and done the same freaking thing. You know? I right. just hate sitting in meetings. But. Yeah, I hate emails, actually. Oh, do you? I'm very bad at emails. I'll what? admit that. Well, you got to take the time to do that, too. Yeah, to read. Well, I mean, it's kind of like now that we've got two assistant brewers, I'm doing a little more data management. Um logistics ingredient ordering i mean i was always doing that but now i can focus on it a little bit better um and just communicating with you know people that i buy from and then for events and stuff too so right trying to get better at emailing and i might need to take a class sounds really sad but I got my no, I mean, for email i'm just so bad at it i don't <laughs> like it so that's one problem i just think it's redundant sometimes yeah. I don't know. Sometimes you're right. Oh, most People always want to email me, like, just come to the brewery, you know, let's talk about it over a beer. It's much more productive for me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I'll so, so that's, that brings, right. up, brings up another question as far as technology and emails and stuff like that. So, from your old space to your new space, did a lot of things change on that aspect too? I mean, do you have new ordering systems, new computer programs, new whatever? I don't know question i'm trying to ask really yeah i can kind of tell what we use we none of that's really changed to be honest we use a uh, i mean you know at the old places you just write down stuff and hand it to somebody to order something and now you use a program and send it electronically um, i don't know no we, we I, I so order order all of my ingredients via email <laughs> unless it's a friend like a friend farmer or someone or text them or call them um or uh our data Management, we've been using the same software software since pretty much the beginning. It's a company based out of Charlotte. It's called Ecos. It's a brewery management software suite. Uh, it's like all everything's stored on the cloud. So all of our recipes, all of our sales data, everything that's in stock in the cooler is listed there. So our distributor can actually access it to allocate kegs. Um, it's really useful. It's it's a very all encompassing. I still don't fully know how to use it completely, <laughs> um, but it basically we use it for tax determination. So we need to tell TTB how much we produce, how much we sold, so they can tax us. Um, they don't care about anything else; they just want tax money. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> they don't care if we're like putting arsenic in the beer. They just want they just <laughs> want to make sure they get their tax money. Um, but yeah, so that we use software for that, and that's been the same. I still use the same recipe. Uh, generation like create a uh, software to create the recipes so, so when you say create recipes i mean you just dial in well explain that to me i mean what does that do for you does it I'll, tell you how much grain to use and how much hops to use yeah pretty much and, and i still know how to do long form like write it out i saw and have all the formulas it would be really slow at it um but i we used to do that home brewing uh, but just for ease of use um, we use the software now, but basically I'll just put every, all the grain that we're going to use so I can get to my target ABV and uh, original gravity, you know, um, 
The program, I will admit, is not very good with IVUs. That's something I've kind of had to feel out. I would like to find a, a better way to do that. Um, there's a couple of IBU calculators out there I could use, but that all depends on the freshness of the hops too. So there's no way to measure, there's no way to take the beer and dip something into it that tells you how many IBUs. Not with our budget. Uh, New Belgium and Sierra Nevada has something like that. Yeah, you need some very advanced and very expensive lab equipment. Okay. Like spectro analyzers and stuff. Like you to, to measure the IBUs and hops, we'd have to spend a lot of money. Yeah. We can send them off to a lab for that purpose. And I, I know a lot of breweries do that so they make sure they're consistent. How um, important is that? It can affect the bitterness and the balance of the beer, for sure. Um, if you get a different crop or you get a diff- uh, the same hop from a different farm, you know, they're not always the same alpha acid or same beta acid. They're always a little bit different. Yeah, because so, it depends on the soil and the water and all yeah, those things. Right? Exactly, and the age. So if you got an older hop, so I mean, all that goes into play. Yeah. Okay. I would like to do more of that, but it's just not financially feasible at our scale. Um, a lot of breweries don't do that around here just because it's, yeah, it's too expensive. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it'll just generally create a, a generic, not generic, but like a, a good starting point for the recipe. Yeah. And then I kind of can tweak it from there, seeing how it goes. Okay. Yeah. I've never calculated IBUs ever. I mean, I homebrew, but I've never calculated. You know, I, of course, the original graphene and the final graphene yeah. do the alcohol, but I've never measured an IBU before. I don't even know how to do it. Yeah, I've been... I mean, um, it's based on the numbers on the hot package that you get, right? It has the yeah. acid numbers. Yeah, and those are numbers. accurate enough. I mean, you'll yeah. be fine. I think it's just when you start getting into... If you're making, like, 100-barrel batches... Like in a large scale brewery, I think you need to check all that stuff because it makes a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. Hop utilization is funny. Um, we went from a three barrel batch to a 10 barrel batch where the 10 barrel batch used less hops. Really? And it blew my mind. But it's all about utilization. So. Well, you said it was about the temperature too, right? The so. temperature and the shape of the kettle and the fact the shape that. shape of the kettle. The shape and also the fact that it uh, whirlpools better. So, I mean, a lot of changes come into play. And also having better control of the mash so that my pH was better. So that I it would get more utilization from the hops as well. So a lot of factors came into it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I was really amazed. I was like, wow, we're going to be using less hops? Like I'm scaling. I mean, the recipe is essentially three and a half times bigger. Going from three to ten. So yeah. it, was, it was nuts. It blew my mind. Hmm. Yeah. That would save money in the long run, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, are the hops the most expensive part of the brewing? They're pretty expensive. The grain is very, I mean, oh, man. I mean, I guess it depends on the hop and depends by, on the grain. By pound, yeah. I mean, in the type of, we don't make a ton of hoppy beer, so it's not our biggest expense. Yeast and, and grain are the highest. We use a lot of other ingredients, too, though. So we spend a lot of money on fruit and herbs and catnip and whatever. <laughs> so, yeah. That's a good uh, foreshadowing. Is it time? I think, I think it is. For cat gifts? Yes. Okay. Yes. That was actually perfect. That was so perfect. We were right on time. All right. So proud of both of you guys. <clears throat> you know, I used to be on the radio. Did you? At, at Clemson, yeah. I was an intern way. for WSBF. I only did it for a semester. I didn't actually go to Clemson. <laughs> I just lived there. I, I applied to Clemson, but I decided I couldn't afford it. Yeah, me too. So um, I went to um, Tri-County Tech, which is, you know, like Trident Tech down here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just really loved the local radio station, so I was an intern for a semester. It was a lot of fun. You want to be our intern? <laughs> I wish I had time. 
I wish you had time too. I bet I don't. I have, a lot of fun. I have a, I already have a lot of extracurricular activities. All right, like what? Actually, I would love to get into after you tell us about this beer. Okay. Because the whole brewing thing is way over my head. Go. You ready? Oh, I'm not boring. Uh, yeah. Well, I was also filming him talk. I don't know. Go ahead. Right. Okay. I mean, I can talk some more while you look at me. Well. Why don't you tell us about the beer? As it okay, pours, um, I'll go back and forth. so I'll actually give credit where credit's due. This name came from Wesley. Okay, um, seems appropriate. It was really funny. So like, I was this is right when the the company we just we were just about to open, or we just opened. It was near the beginning. Uh, no, I'm wrong. I'm recollecting it wrong. I think it was like five months in, and I was we have like me, Michael, Steve, and Wesley have a group text going almost all the time. And I was on my way in, and like Wesley's like, I'm not going to be in today because the internet's down in the building. I gotta, I'll be at a coffee shop. And I was like, damn, how am I going to look up cat videos on the computer when I get into work? <laughs> and he's like, you should make a beer called Cat Gifts. And so that was like a long time ago, and I finally got around to it. Nice. But uh, the kind of inspiration behind this beer uh, is that uh, Simcoe hops are sometimes described as being catty. Like some people oh. describe them as being kind of like cat urine. Really? Yeah. Uh. But yeah. it does, it, this beer, I promise, does not taste like cat urine. Well, I wouldn't I bring. I wouldn't bring one. Yeah, or yeah. make it and sell it. I mean, I don't know what cat urine tastes like, so it might, <laughs> it might have been a good thing. Yeah. Well, let's find out. Um, but yeah, so it's got catnip <laughs> and Simcoe. So catnip is actually fairly minty and a little bitter, and like it's got some earthy herbal characters to it. But it's actually uh, very calming for humans. So really, yeah, we had a lady come in the bar. I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to anyways. She came <laughs> in and she, she saw that we were using a beer with uh, catnip. But please make sure she listens. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I don't even know her name. I didn't ask her name. <laughs> but Michael was like, What's, what are the effects uh, of catnip on humans? Like, uh, it's, well, it's been used in medicine for you know, thousands of years. Really? It's, wow. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a natural herb. It wasn't something that was invented for cats to get high. Oh. But, you know, I think a lot of people think that. It's like, oh, cats freak out when they smell it. But, uh, yeah, uh, she's like, well, it's a diuretic. And we're like, well, beer is a diuretic. Yeah, beer is a diuretic. Uh, lemon, which we use in beer, is a diuretic. We have a coffee beer. Coffee is also a diuretic. So, like, if you're worried about diuretics, you probably shouldn't be drinking beer. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's true. Face, lady. In your face. I said it. I said so, it very nice. Now, did you choose catnip just because of the cat Joe's name? Well, yeah. So I thought. I mean, the name was great. So then I had to come up with a beer that was cat themed in some way. I like it. Yeah. Um, so I like yeah. It. And, and I hadn't used Simcoe hops a lot, so I was like, "Well, this will be fun." You know, it's sometimes described as being catty. Mm. Well, let's just let's just say this real quick. Okay, go ahead. Toast. What do oh, toast yeah. to? Toast to catnip. <laughs> okay. To cat videos on the internet. Yeah, yeah. cat juice. So the most important health benefits of catnip include its ability to calm restless sleep, relieve anxiety and stress, soothe menstrual pain, if there again, eliminate eating disorders, and ease stomach discomfort. Yeah. I guess... Nice. Ma- Y'all are making some healing beers. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, healing the low country. One pint at a time. That's right. But yeah, so it's it's a fairly malt for an IPA. Because mm-hmm. I knew the Simcoe and the catnip. The catnip is pretty aggressive. We, we basically used three pounds of catnip. And made a tea with cold water, like a cold tea, then let it sit overnight in a half barrel keg, and then we just injected that tea into the fermenter. That is pretty tasty. I'd probably use a little more catnip next time. I was just a little afraid of it. Uh, I did, you know, I didn't want to overdo it. Right. So, so you batch. said it's supposed to have a mint. 
It's it's minty. Like if you drink it by itself, it's very minty. So okay. I would like that to come through next time. Yeah, I don't get a lot of that. It's either. you can kind of get it in the nose, and this is a crawler, okay. so maybe it's not as effervescent. Um, and I'm the one that filled the crawler, so I could have messed it up. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, the nose at the in the tap room, it's a little minty. Okay. But uh, first batch. This is the first batch, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I think it's very good. We'll probably make it again. Fancy. It's like kind of like a rotate. We have like. Try to have one tap of some rotating random IPA that we make. So yeah, I thought your IPA or I think your IPAs have always been good to me. I like everything you've done over there. Yeah, IPA wise. Thanks. I mean, if we're talking about beer that we really like that you guys make. Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk yeah, about that. Yeah, he's got. I mean, I think a lot of people got that same favorite. But which one is that? The tequila barrel aged Andale. Oh yeah. Oh, five I'm stars. Just in general, but yeah, oh, that no, one. that one. More than once, All I right. rated that five stars. What awesome, I appreciate that. It turned out really interesting. <sighs> Tila really came through. We left That's it in there so for four months. What? Yeah, we'll do that one again for sure. It was delicious. Yeah. I well, okay, you guys out. are fans of Andale, and this is the thing I like. That's literally my favorite bit. You guys, do you like it hotter or less hot? Or oh, I, want, I want more heat. I like that it changes. To be honest with you, well, guys. I don't want it to change, and we—it's <laughs> definitely stopped changing now that we're on the new system. Okay. But I consciously made the decision because we were canning it to make it a little less hot, because I want people to drink more than one can. Is the idea? But then I've got—I've gotten mixed feedback, so I'm trying to figure out. I have made it a, a little hotter again. I'm a I think, more heat guy. Yeah. No, I love it hot as well, but uh, I kind of liked it when it kind of got a little more vinegary as well. And, and, and less hot yeah and I'll tell you what I do a lot of times is you probably don't maybe you might not like this but <coughs> Caleb's almost always got it on up there at yeah. own, and I like to mix it with other stuff oh like yeah it mix mixes it with well other IPAs and get different profiles I mix it all the time in the tap room yeah, yeah mi mixing it with cucumber time is really popular with mm -hmm. our customers yeah um, another favorite I've, I'll mix it with dark beers too to give them a little heat that no. turns out really well because it's a, it's a malty interesting um, pale ale and you, you guys make a smoked beer that I've mixed it with as well in, in your brewery. That's dynamite. That's, that's the best combat. But yeah. yeah, we don't we haven't made that beer in a while because it was more popular at our old spot than it was in the new spot. I don't really? know why. Yeah. What was that? If we make we make two smoked beers, we make one called and this is my favorite beer name ever. It actually coincides with my shirt. It's called Smoky the Amber. It's a smoked amber. Uh -huh. It's the best beer name I've ever come up with. Yeah, that's uh, good. But it was very smoky. It was forty percent. Smoked malt. This is, so it's like approaching Roush beer levels of smoked malt. Sure. But we also make a beer. It's a smoked rye pale ale, and that's about 15 to 20% okay. smoked malt. So it's a little more subtle. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. That on I definitely want to make smoky damn beer again if my partners let me. thing is, it's like it's hard to go through 10 barrels of smoked beer. Like That was one of the benefits of having a small system is we can make some really weird stuff okay. and just kind of get away with it. But I don't... Yeah, but do like a special or something with Zombie Bob, you know, barbecue pizza and a smoked beer yeah. Yeah, special or something. Yeah, I need to kind of rig up another. We have our some of our old three-barrel tanks. I just don't really want to have a pilot system because it's such a pain in the ass. Because yeah. it still takes the same amount of time and you get way less beer. And right. I'm just uh... like, I never want to go back to that. Because we were talking about that earlier, like how I brew so much. Like sometimes we were brewing like, 12 batches a week on that damn system and like i was just so burnt out like i don't want to go back to making small batches yeah. like, i love getting batches a week. i love making 10 barrels up here now because it's like so, yeah that's a lot man yeah could you could you hold bigger tanks in there we could well i guess you know if we grow we might take the 10s out and put more 30s in and we can we can get a uh, whirlpool tank so uh, we have a mash tun boil kettle. We get an additional whirlpool vessel. So as soon as the boil's over, we can move it over 
and then move another, you know, from the second mash, move that liquid in. We could do triple batches in like 10 hours hmm. if we got that vessel. Now it takes That's about, crazy. yeah. What the hell were we supposed to talk about before we pour the beer? Because we went back oh, to yeah. brewing. You, oh, you're going to ask me about extracurricular activities? Yes. Okay. You said you're nerdy. I forgot about that. Aside yeah. from like beer nerdy, what else you got, man? What else? I mean, I, I mean I've always loved video games, comic books, uh, movies. That's because you said you were busy a lot. So, like, yeah, what are you? Oh, I mean, yeah. Like, that stuff, I don't do it as much as I used to because I opened a business for some reason. But uh, <laughs> You hate yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, so, I definitely don't get to do... I mean, I love board games, too. They're not like your typical mainstream board games, but there's a, there's a vast world of complicated new independent board games like like one of my favorites is called betrayal at house on the hill okay kind of simulates a scooby-doo if you can mix like scooby-doo and clue together like so you you go into this house and every time you play it each room is a tile that you can flip over it's a randomly generated house and everyone plays as a character and it's randomized the whole thing and there's multiple floors and depending on which choices you make it can pick one through 50 different scenarios and they're all like classic B-movie tropes like Frankenstein, zombies, or a giant blob eating the house. Okay. So the cool thing about this game is that halfway through, one of the characters becomes the bad guy. And he goes into his own room and reads his own instruction booklet on how to win the scenario. Hmm. And then everyone else reads theirs and they're the heroes. And it becomes asymmetric. So you got one really powerful bad guy versus the weaker heroes. And there's like 50 different scenarios. It's really cool. Dude, wow. that sounds awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of really great independent style board games out there. Uh, so I've been been big into those. So me and my roommates try to have one of those. We, tried, we used to have a board game night once a week, but we need to get back on that. Do you need a lot of pieces for these board games? I mean, you could, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it seems pretty detailed. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, there, there are a lot of pieces, for sure. I mean... Oh, I thought you said pizzas. Yeah, that's what I thought you said, too. Oh, but I'm no, sorry. there are Not a lot like... of pieces. Like, you can definitely lose them easily. Okay. I, got, I got lots of little baggies to hold them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of fun. There's cooperative board games. I don't know if you ever heard of Pandemic. Have... This is a game that looks like Risk if you're just looking at it. I I oh, I have. Uh, this one you play that with her. Yeah, game. you work together to, to cure four diseases. Uh-huh. And you each have different roles. Like one person's a medic, one person's a scientist. And you like work together to, to save the world. And you usually lose. It's a really challenging game. It's a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah. The closest I get to that is Harry Potter Clue. I hate Clue. I think it's a bad game. What? <laughs> I'm so good at Clue. <laughs> yeah. How that, old is Clue? What? How, How old, old is Clue? Ah, it's too 50s? old. Probably. It's pretty old, yeah. It's yeah. ancient, that's for sure. It's nothing like that. Yeah. That's pretty inclusive. Like, that's crazy. It's, yeah. It's a whole night worth. Yeah, and there's another one that I really love that I can almost never get anyone to play with me, but I wish I could. It's very complicated. It's called Samurai Spirit, and you play... It's a, it's a co-op game. You, it's kind of like... Uh, it's inspired by the Seven Samurai, you know, classic film, where these samurai have to defend their village from waves of attackers. In this, in this game, though, if you get damaged too much, your character turns into an animal, like an anthropomorphized animal. So there's like a bear and a boar, a fox and a wolf, and they all have special powers. It's really awesome. Hmm. It's really hard though, because like you, you usually lose that one too. So the cooperative board games are a lot of fun because you, a lot of times in board games, people get singled out. Maybe they're not as good strategically. As other players, but cooperative games is fun because you can kind of like talk about it and like work together. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, so I'm really into those. But you say you don't get to you don't get to play those very often. 
No, I mean, I, you know, owning a brewery is uh, this demands a lot of time. Of course, man. yeah, and like, I need, and I go out to events, you know, too. So I, I definitely get to sleep and play more now than I used to. We actually have a fairly large. Right, you're able to staff. hire people now. So. Yeah, we have almost 30 employees. I think we actually have over 30 employees. Wow, and that's between the two. Zombie yeah, Zombie Bob's yeah. and the brewery. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I just applied for a job. Had an interview today at Polly's Island Brewing Company. Actually, assistant brewer. Oh, nice. There. So I like they're, those they're guys. Expanding as well. Oh, cool. Good. We're not expanding, but they're getting busy where they need help now. Right. So, <clears throat> so hopefully, I hear some good news at the end of the week. That's cool. Yeah, yeah man. Those guys. Yeah, we still we talked about doing a collaboration on that at some point, and we'll wait until you get the job. <laughs> yeah, do it. Yeah. That'd be awesome. That would be really awesome. Yeah. yeah. Then we have to have more people on. Yeah. Yeah. Darren said he's uh, he's willing to come on, so we're gonna get yeah, him Darren's on here cool. soon. I just met him recently for the first time, so. Yeah. Real so cool. I'm gonna put you on the spot. Do it. <laughs> I'm ready. Oh my goodness, where's this? First going? choice, if you were to go to another brewery to grab a beer, where would you go? <laughs> Ooh, that's... Because that encompasses the beer that they're serving. Salty beers. Does this have to oh, be? Oh, you said another brewery. Does that have yeah. to be Charleston? No. Okay. So it's like environment, uh, beer, people, bartenders, the whole, everything. Okay. Um, but you have to keep it within North Carolina. Or the Carolinas. I'm just fucking with you. Whatever you want. <laughs> I will say I recently went to a place in North Carolina called Zillacoa. Zillacoa. They're fairly new. I think they're like six or eight months old. Holy crap. Uh, <clears throat> All right, man. It's, Zillacoa? It's beautiful. It's They do like they do some sours and they do a lot of pilsners. Mm, interesting. They have a couple of fooders and they're right on the French Broad River. Did you and, say fooders? Fooders. Is that a fooder? Maybe, maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong. Yeah. Okay, but that's what you're talking about. Yeah. The big wooden yeah. barrels. Yeah. Okay. Um, they have a taco truck, which Dude. like like it's like authentic Mexican taco truck. Taco trucks are the best tacos. Yeah. And that was really good. Um, God, I, I how do you spell that? Zilla. Z i l l a c o a h. C o. Um. Yeah, I also am very sentimental towards this brewery so, I went to so in Maine. Beer company, Asheville. Oh, yep. Maine. Yeah, it's wow. a, yeah, I was staying in Acadia National Park, and there's a brewery right next to it. It was originally, I think it's gotten bigger now, but when I was there a long time ago, it was just a husband and wife that brewed in their basement and then had a little tasting room in the backyard. What did you was, like about it? Like, what? This is very like intimate and like quaint, and like I was like, oh, I want this life. I want to live in the mountains and have a little f- farm yeah. brewery. And that's you know, like if I had open front beer by myself. And if I had, you know, millions of dollars <laughs> <laughs> and the willpower to run a brewery, because it's really hard to do with one person. But like, you know, if we're dreaming, I definitely would love to have like a farm brewery with goats. Dude, yeah. Yeah. Um, and other animals, but mostly goats. Hmm. Isn't goat. it crazy? It's always more work than you anticipate it being. Running oh, anything. yeah. No, I, I, we have a dream team. Like uh, we, I could not do it without people that I'm partnered up with. That's the best best way to do it because it's like there's so much to do and there's a lot of things that they do that i can't do very well so we are very specialized and i'm very grateful for that but yeah i would say the one that sticks out is zillicoa i think you should definitely check it out yeah i'm looking at it right now um it's real chill uh they had like seating on the river Um, oh yeah i was just up there because me and steve did a road trip to nashville for the um cbc the craft brewers conference and we just pit stopped in Asheville on the way one of my friends were like 
told me to check it out. I, was like, I yes. think we're going that direction next weekend. Two weekends? Uh, Two yeah, weekends. not this weekend, but the following weekend. Yeah, we're yeah. going up to Tennessee. Uh, yeah. So, cool. Might be a stop. Yeah, yeah check right, it out. We should. Yeah, that's definitely a, the brewery that's left an impression on me. And I'd never heard of it. My brother and I and a couple of the friends just did a craft beer relay from Asheville, North Carolina to Greenville, South Carolina. So, we were in Asheville for a while, but we didn't even, yeah. either didn't know about it or it wasn't there quite yet. Yeah, they're fairly new. Yeah. So, because this was uh, April that we okay. were up there. The beginning. Oh, they might have just opened or maybe. Not opened yet, so yeah, yeah, I definitely recommend them because my older brother's normally on top of that stuff. If there's somebody new, he knows about it, but yeah, I will commend you for being quite smooth and answering in all out of state <laughs> places. Well, I mean, it's that's challenging because uh, we're all really good to each other. I'm about to say, you probably have a lot of friends, so you don't want to yeah. single anyone and out. And we borrow ingredients from each other, like, <clears throat> but I mean, all it shouldn't be a bad thing just because you like somebody, better I mean, than the other one, right? I mean, oh, no, no, not at all. I just there's, there's a, a lot of layers to that. Onion. Okay, how about this? Um, where do you find yourself frequenting more often? Okay, that's a great Is question. Is that a better question? Yeah, I go to Revelry a lot because it's right next to my house. There you go. I go to Cooper River because it's also right next to my house. I usually go to the skate park and then go to Cooper River to treat my wounds. Nice. Uh, I go to Tradesman a lot. I you know good buds with those guys because it's right there too. I live north central downtown. Tradesman downtown. They're working on it, yeah. I thought They're was, open on the weekends. I thought they were like Spartanburg or something. <laughs> no, they used to be in West Ashland. Oh, my no, God. No, they used to be in James Island. Island. James Island. Dude, oh, I'm oh so God. backwards. It's okay. <laughs> um, I go to... Uh, God, who else do I go to? I go to Holy City, you know, fairly often. They have the best French fries in town, by the way. Oh, for sure. God, I mean, so I'm good. there once a week. Dude, the least. wings are phenomenal. I haven't had... Uh, maybe I did have wings. They were good. The burger's always good. Yeah, I love yeah. those guys. Um... If I'm ever up this, like, if I'm ever in North Charleston, I'd definitely love to go to Coast. But that's the brewery that made me want to open a brewery. And, really? Oh, yeah, because they were... Yeah, they're, they're the pioneer for a lot of people, I think. Like, yeah. I've never been to Coast. We actually bought a lot of our original homebrew equipment from them. They used to have a little homebrew store in there. That's we awesome. actually still use that equipment. We have a little bucket that we use to sanitize a lot of our parts. Mm-hmm. It's called the Ale Pail. It's, it's our yeah. oldest piece of equipment. Like that? Yeah. Yeah. We still use it to this day, and it's really cute because I'll put it next to a tin barrel fermenter. And it's like, oh my god, we used to make beer in this. No, make beer in this. It blows my mind for yeah. sure. Yeah, but um, yeah. So I mean, I'm definitely that's a sentimental favorite because I had just started getting in. I was living in Asheville, and I had moved back to Charleston because I've lived here three times, and uh, they were starting to get a little more popular. And I had some of their beers. Like, oh yeah, it's really good. So I went out there. It's, uh, I like that vibe. You know, it's really quiet and chill. Yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. Did we, I feel like I missed it or else it wasn't said. Did, did we, did you talk about what you did at Clemson? I know you said you were on the radio, but did you discuss what you did on the radio? Oh, it was just a, it was a, it was a radio station. So it was all and just music. Okay. So, so I would, I, yeah, I just picked out whatever I wanted to listen to. Did you get to talk? No, I did very little talking. I was very. So I was. I was mortified. You didn't put the album on and say, "Oh, here we go." I would this say I was blah. required to say what it was from by the FCCC or I added a C in there. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but I I was mortified and I did not want to talk. Oh. Look so, at us now forcing you to talk. I, well, I'm a little more comfortable with myself now than I used to be. Yeah. So. That's what awesome. kind of station was? And they they played it's a college station. yeah college station yeah. they played played a lot of independent music a lot of rock a lot of a lot of stuff a lot of different depends on the DJ like I played a lot of like folk rock and just weird stuff and but you'd have 
people playing Afrobeat or death metal, depending on the time. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, cool. yeah. JT from Only City actually was a, a radio um, personality there too. He, really? he was a DJ. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. So I guess I would have loved that. It's a lot of fun. The next I, important question I had to ask you. So what character do you play on Mario Kart? <laughs> oh, great question. Um, I like Koopa Troopa. Have you played Mario Kart 8? Yes. I just bought it, actually. I, awesome. Yeah. I like Luigi, too. Um, what? Yeah. Yeah. He's the better Luigi? brother. Luigi? He's tough. No! Yeah, he is. <laughs> You've seen Luigi's death stare. He knows what's going on. I, I like Koopa Troopa, though, mostly. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, the reason I bring that up is because it's time for us to wrap up the episode. Okay. We're closing in fast on two hours. Yeah. And I need, to, that flew by. I need to kick Joy's butt in Mario Kart. Yeah. Is there anything else? I need any other questions you guys have? Well, it's up to you, man. Is there anything else you want to say before we wrap it up? I said, I said everything was important. Yeah, I mean, I think we said it all. Yeah. Right. Really. We talked about a lot of stuff. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And you had a great, wonderful beer. I yeah. appreciate that. Absolutely. Fantastic. Yeah. My pleasure. Uh, Joey, thank you for coming. Yeah, I appreciate I'm it. glad to do it. Yeah, I was really, really excited when you invited me on. So. Awesome. Yeah, I, I listen to podcasts all the time, so I've Dude, never been awesome. on one before. So now you get to listen to yourself. I can't it's, wait. It's going to be very strange. <laughs> it's going to be really weird. It is yeah. very weird. You've got to watch it. I've, getting lear- I've learned to listen to myself because you know, since Wesley came into the company, he's been, vi- you know, he's got a crew of people <laughs> videotape us all the time. So I've gotten better at being on camera and talking, but it'll still be weird for yeah. sure. Cool. All right. To you, to everyone else, we'll talk to you soon. Yep, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, did you enjoy what you just listened to? Because I'm sure we would enjoy listening to you talk about how much you enjoyed listening to what we had to say. Was that confusing? Then leave a comment and tell us about it. Leave a review. Subscribe to our podcast, like our videos. Yeah, I'm being a little petty. Right, because let's be honest, this is all about conversation. So have a conversation with us on what you enjoyed, what you didn't enjoy, what you liked, what you would like to see more of. Write a review, like Yelp. A lot of people use Yelp. Yeah. But write a review on iTunes or YouTube or like, subscribe, hit that thumbs up button. All of the things. Show your love. Thank you.